Welcome to another episode of What About Now? Hey, what about now? Yeah, what about I, now? It's, and uh, since it's been a while, so I'm Ted. And I'm Darren. And uh, it's been about a month since our last podcast. So uh, I but, don't know. What's happened way, in the last month? Well, nothing. Well, but lest I remind people that this is Team Ted and you are... I am Team Darren. Okay. <laughs> you know, actually, I would I would like to uh to to start off our podcast before we get into current events and and what I'm sure is going to be a a plethora of of, of fun events in in your life. <clears throat> I did a little uh, homework. You know, we Ooh. we do our little homework, and so I I, I think we're going to open every show with the 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 what about now fact check. And the so, fact check does it does it have something to do with Don Amici and or Hume Cronin? That is one of three things that I fact-checked. Oh, one of three. Yes, okay. And and so if you're keeping score at home, I tallied this as one point for Team Darren, one point for Team Ted, and then a half point each on the third. Interesting, interesting. So the first one, the team point, uh, the point for Team Darren, was the age of Wilfred Brimley when Cocoon was released in 1985. You, we thought, of course, he was an old man and he would be ancient now. Well, he's 83 right now, which means when he filmed yeah. Cocoon, he was 51. So I also looked that up, and yeah, he was significantly younger than the other two. Exactly. And I was shocked, but like, so like, he's like looked old for 30 for, years. For, yes, exactly, and that was something I brought up, so that is my point. Point for okay. me. Point, point to Team Darren. Yeah, point to Team Ted. Goes on, the moon is made out of green cheese, not oh, blue cheese. Oh, thank you very much. Green cheese. Yes. And I, I, I did some research on where that, that, that terminology came from, or where, you know, where it originated. It actually came from a, a very famous English writer by the name of John Haywood in the 1540s. And he's known for quite a few of our common euphemisms or cliches that we use oh today. God. Like, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, make haste, not waste. Uh, there's a but there's a whole list if you go online and take a look. I'm like, you said this was in the 1840s, 1540s, the 1540s, 1540s. Oh yes. So the moon being made of green cheese originates in the 1540s from John Haywood. My God. So like, what was going on in the 1540s? I mean, was that the was that the Renaissance? Was that like the end, the tail end of the Renaissance? I believe so. I think it was around that time, and I think it just is an indictment on our on our ability to know world history <laughs> that we don't know exactly what's going on in the oh, 1540s. God, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, if he was doing a podcast, his version of a podcast, which would be like a, a, a you know, some sort of scroll. Papyrus, papyrus is that? That's too far back. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I've gone too far back. I think but, this uh, was. I think this was ink, quill and ink. You know. <laughs> Uh, the mobile type had already been invented. What, what's his face in the mobile, the printing press? What was no, his name? Gutenberg. 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 No, uh, Steve yeah. Gutenberg. Steve yes, Gutenberg. that's where he wrote the script of Police Academy on uh, movable type, I believe. You know, Steve Gutenberg is on that show Ballers. I don't know if you watched that on HBO. I I did know that. I caught a glimpse of him. Like I think because we, you know, we, I watched John Oliver and I was watching a little ad for beforehand, and I was like. I, th- I think that was Steve Gutenberg. Yes, oh my Steve. god! Yeah, we we had mentioned in one of our earlier podcasts that you know he dropped off the face of the planet, but no, he's not. He is a regular 
or a semi-regular guest appearance on Ballers this season. Nice. Now, is he playing a character or is he playing Steve Gutenberg? No, he's playing a character. He's playing a, okay. a he's playing a casino mogul that is wanting to bring football to Las Vegas. So you know, complete and total. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would never. Yeah. Please come on. That would on. never that happen. Would never, <laughs> never happen. Never happen. <laughs> wow. So the third one that I'm going to give us a half point on is Mr. Ed. So apparently, uh, Mr. Ed star Alan Young, who played mm-hmm. Wilbur on right. Mr. Ed, for right. years, for years, told everybody that the peanut, peanut, yeah, the peanut butter, butter thing. was used on Mr. Ed. That was the story he told. He later changed it. He later changed it to that it was a nylon thread or, or nylon string that they used. But that was only for a short while. After that, it, he the horse got so trained that they could just tap his hoof and he would start to do it. So they so they they broke him even off of the the, the thread or the uh, the string and got him to do it just by touching his hoof. Right, but why do you get half a point? Because the peanut butter thing was never true, though. But it was commonly told by the star of the show. And that's where you got it from? That's where I got it from. That's where I heard. I just never heard the correction. Hmm. All right, so I guess at the bottom line... If it was just an urban legend, I could see not getting a half point. But when someone involved in the production of the show is telling people that, I think you have to say, well, you know... He's spreading fake news, but if you don't hear the news correction. <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, I guess they did not have Wikipedia back then to uh, post the uh, well, this, correction on it. When I, when I heard it, I think I believe it was the 1980s, so no, they did not. <laughs> mm. All right, so the bottom line here is that it's a tie score. Yes, it's a tie it's score. It's a big picture. I don't know. Am I willing to live with a tie score? I guess so because I'm not. I'm not really type A personality. It's like always got a win, win, win. And uh, I guess I'd be happy with a stalemate at this point. I well, mean, we could keep a running tally if you would like. Oh my god! It's like a. <laughs> it's like an eternal game of of one upsmanship. Like, uh, no, no. I was thinking like a card game. Like, like was it Hearts or something? It's like uh, was it Rummy? Rummy. Rummy. Do people do people still play Rummy? I'm sure they do. Just not us. Card games. Cards are still popular, but uh, you have to keep score. All right, so we'll just keep score. Yeah. It's going to get depressing, though, because if, if it's not close, if it's like, for, for me anyways, if like I get in the hole, like by 10, 20 points, it's just going to be very, it's just going to be looming. I'm going to be very depressed. Oh, my God. Then, I'm gonna, <laughs> then it's going to start to grade on me. But like, I'm going to start, I'm gonna have to start doing things like generating like false controversies in order to, like, <laughs> pad my score you know like i already know the answer but i'm trying to sucker you into an argument or something it's going to be the the uh knowledge equivalent of randy moss on the half yard line wait explain uh you used to play fantasy football i, I did yes and why did you stop playing fantasy football because i was terrible at it. <laughs> i believe it was also because in one particular game randy moss was still with the minnesota vikings and you needed i think like four or five points to win that game and he fell on the half yard line and did not get the touchdown. Huh. And you so lost I do not remember game. that. I remember when I drafted Randy. I think he was my star player. And I remember that the one game where our teams played each other, and uh, we both had a Viking. You had Chris Carter, 
and I had Randy Moss, and they kept throwing the ball to Randy, and you were really pissed. Ah, uh, yeah, I've, I've been pissed many times in fantasy yes, football. Yes, I remember. That's right. You just, as a matter of fact, you just had your fantasy draft. I had my fantasy draft. Yes, I. Who is your? All right, so who is your star guy? Who is your first? My my my, my star guy is Julio Jones, and we we moved to That's, a. That's uh, running back from the nope. some team, the Cowboys. <laughs> the wide receiver from the Falcons. I was close. Yeah, very, very close. Yes, I, I said, you, I said, a you, running back you named, the you named a football team and a football position. So there you go. <laughs> you were very close. Okay. <laughs> and at um, least it was uh, it was American football. You didn't say say it was a wing from Manchester United. So <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so we'll give you that. Yay! Um, but uh, yes, I, I, my number one first round pick was uh, Julio Jones, a wide receiver from Atlanta. I had was been... he uh, was he a receiver for the Falcons last season by any chance? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Okay, well now, I mean, now at this point, I have to say, um, metaphorically speaking, I hope that the Falcons burn in hell, everlasting till the end of time. Those fucks, those choking fucks who choked <laughs> and let the Patriots and the two really two two point conversions at the end of the game. They couldn't even stop one of them out of nope. two two-point conversions. Nope. Those fucking... They're dead to me. The Falcons are dead to me. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit. They could lose every game 99 to 98 as long as Julio Jones is scoring those 98 points. I don't give a shit. So... <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck the... In summary, fuck those Falcons. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you'll be happy to know I picked up a dolphin. I picked up a dolphin in the middle round. I'm not really, I'm not really happy of you because I know the dolphins are. No, I there's picked... fa- there's there's like fan Ted or and then you know, it, where there was anyways, fantasy football Ted. Those you know those are two different things. Like fan Darren and and fantasy football Darren should be two different guys. You know. So, yes, yeah, there's business. Yes, yes. If there's personal, then there's business. You know? No, no, I don't. I, I'm not. I do not draft as a homer. I, I played in leagues where people draft as homers. In fact, this league we had a new person. He's a Tennessee Titans fan, and his draft shows it. Um, that's fine if that's how you want to play. I mean, everybody should play the way they want to play. It's, it's about having fun. So if that's how you want to do it, you want to do it. But I always exactly, I'll, yeah, exactly. You, the, that's the point. Is it's about having fun. And for me, fantasy football was the most miserable, unfun experience. And I said, so it's like, if I had to say, let's, if the theme of today's podcast is, fuck that. Number one, the the Falcons. Number two, fantasy football. <laughs> I don't think you had the right constitution for fantasy football. I really don't. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a very, you, you, can, you get stressed at, for certain things very easily. And fantasy football it, can be stressful. Oh my God. It was because I would like, the worst part is that like, I wouldn't, I would have the players, but like, I would bench the wrong players. And then like the bench players would always oh, do good. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the worst. Oh, right. that's, that's awful. But I have, I've, I've lost heartbreakers over the years. I, there's been times I've wanted to quit from games I lost, but you know, you, you just keep going on and I have fun with or, it. Uh, or like, I always like have a really good game, but like the person I was playing would have like a record week. Like they would have oh, a tough score. Oh, you know, oh, if yeah. I, if I was playing anybody else that week, I would have won, but yeah. I'm playing, the, the person who had like the you know the the absolute best week it's yeah. like uh, fuck fancy I, I I saw uh, I think the worst example of that was uh, was Tony, uh, um, my brother in law here uh, a friend of ours or yours a yes, brother I know Tony them. yes um, how many how many kids does he have now he's like five kids now no <laughs> well, he only has three <laughs> okay. I don't know every time I talk to you it's more it's it's <laughs> no but uh, I think I think that's the, he's the worst example one year he he had. I want to say like the second or third most 
points scored in the entire league. Uh, and, I mean, this was way back then. But what was, yeah, he, but what was this record? He, he, yeah, he didn't make the playoffs. He did not make the playoffs. <laughs> he, he, he even picked up Kurt Warner, like, in the second week when Kurt Warner first broke out for St. Louis. So this was, like, Kurt Warner's first year. Oh, jeez. Man, yes. you're going back. Yes, we're going back. You mean, oh. like, the year that he was, like, uh, when he was an unsigned guy, he was, like, stocking the shelves yes. at the grocery store? Yes, yes, that year. Yeah, after he came off the Iowa Barnstormers, yes. Um, Tony scored, like, like the second or third most points in total that, that season and did not make the playoffs because every single week somebody he played somebody on their highest scoring game. You know, it's just like he would oh, score 100 God. points, they'd score 102. You know, he'd score 110, they'd score 112. Shit. I mean, it did not matter. He just had shitty, shitty, shitty luck. But, yeah, I mean, I've been playing fantasy football that long. My rookie year playing fantasy football, I drafted two rookie running backs in my first fantasy team. Those two rookie running backs were Terrell Davis and Curtis Martin. Hmm. Yeah. So we're going back a ways. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Terrell Davis just got inducted. Just, into just the, made the, the Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. even in his first year of eligibility. So that tells you. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. So what else is going on? I mean, I got tons of shit to talk about. I got. What else, but what else is going on? I mean, obviously, in the past I, month, so much. I mean. You know, just just a quick little thing. I don't want to spend too much time on it because, um, uh, yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's just, gonna, it's just depressing, basically. <laughs> but you know, obviously the hurricane. Yeah, I'm being an intensive asshole. No, but no, like I'm gonna. I think my wife and I decided that we're gonna figure out donate some money. We just haven't figured out who yet because I'm trying to decide if it's gonna be the Red Cross or somebody else. But I don't want to dwell on it or anything. It's just awful. You know, we we know what hurricanes are like. You you more so you more yep. than me. But I mean, we're from yep. Florida, and we've been through hurricanes, and mm-hmm. you lived through Andrew. Yep. And in Homestead. Through, <laughs> in Homestead. So Ooh. we know we're we're all too familiar with hurricanes. I mean, I've never had to deal with the damage, but I've had to deal with many many evacuations and close calls. Oh, yeah. And, um, the, the 2004 was the crazy year in Florida for like the five storms or whatever that hit Florida. Yes. And um, I had to deal with like two of those living in Melbourne. But uh, so you know, believe me, we understand what's going on. I just, I just, I'm just blocking it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, here and the, you know, fuck hurricanes. That's what I want to say. <laughs> fuck, just fuck there, the Falcons, it, fuck fancy football, and fuck hurricanes. There has been so much that has happened since our last part podcast, from hurricanes to, to Charlottesville. Charlottesville was after Ooh. our last podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's do a lightning. You want to do a lightning round? Like we'll take sixty seconds. And we'll just start naming shit that's happened in the past month. Uh, okay, but before before we do that, I want to actually tell you that that somebody I was reading somewhere online, somebody had done, and this was actually like two weeks ago. So this was two weeks before we've had two more, more weeks of stuff on it. But someone had gone through like what had happened in like the last three or four weeks of the Trump administration, mm-hmm. and yeah. they and they listed all this all the stuff. And they went day by day, you know, week by week of what happened. And I'm reading it. And after I got finished reading it, I'm like, there was so much that happened in that month that I had forgotten that Trump had threatened war against Venezuela. <laughs> I never heard about that. You See, that's the thing. There was so much that happened that President Trump actually made the statement when, 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 when the things are, are, are going the way are in, in Venezuela right now with Maduro's basically winning a rigged election and, and, and becoming a, a leftist dictator and there's riots in the streets and, and 
some protesters are dying and political opponents are being jailed and you know it's it's really horrible stuff our president said basically that maybe we'll have to take military action those were his words yeah but who gives a shit because nothing he says means anything no but but that's but here's the thing that's the problem because he's in a position where everything he says means something he caused Amazon to lose like like a billion dollars almost in in, in stock value in one was day. It was it something about internet taxes? What was it? Yeah, he he tweeted about Amazon being unfair because of their whole business model and you know how they operate. And he's basically got a hard on against uh, Jeff Bezos because he owns the Washington Post. And he owns Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon does not know, own the Washington Post. But Bezos, Bezos does. Owns, exactly. Owns exactly. Wow. And so he took it out on Amazon. And his tweet actually caused a uh, like a 2 or 3% drop in Amazon's uh, stock stock value, which was like a billion dollars worth of, of value, gone because of this guy's tweet. Now, of course, it makes they make it back and all that stuff. But still... That is the power of the words that come from that position in the world. That is the President of the United States. When he says things, we are used, the world is used to taking it as meaning something. And if we get well, to the... Well, you know what? The world needs to just get with the times. The world is so last administration. Come on. Uh, I'm just... You have to... But here's the thing. When when you stop taking him seriously, that's when he's going to do something that really, you know, screws you over. But just because he tweets it? I mean, even when he tweeted the whole thing about we're going to ban transgenders from the military, his own, I think, was the Secretary of Defense or generals yeah. were like, we're not doing shit till he uses, goes through the proper channels. Yeah, and they're, they're still staying, staying with that. Matt, Matt has said just the other day, that they need to do more study, right? And I think the latest thing was he backtracked and was like, "Well, no, no new, no new people, but the existing people can stay, or something like that." Right, and but but they yeah they they're not even sure what or how they're going to Im- implement anything, and that's the problem. See, people think that the military is you know anti-transgender, anti-homosexual, or something, and and maybe that was the old military, but the new military knows. That there's a lot of friggin' wars on a lot of friggin' fronts right now. Everything from the Middle East to North Korea to Iran, possibly, to maybe even Venezuela, apparently, according to Trump. So oh, so with, with, with so many hot spots around the world that require so many able-bodied people to pick up a gun and fight, they are not turning anybody away. You know, it, it has nothing to do with being a social experiment. You know, it's the great rallying high. The military is not for social experiments. It's got one job and one job only to protect us and kill our enemies. Blah, blah. Yeah, you know what? They need people to do that. And we still have a volunteer army. They are doing everything they can to not go back to a draft. But guess what? You keep picking fights with different spots in the world. Eventually, you're going to run out of bodies to fill those positions, and you're going to need that, need that draft. Yeah, yeah. I think they kept, I don't know if it's still the same, but they, they were lowering standards in terms of criminal records and education and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, whatever. Come on in. Yeah, they, they really don't have much of a choice. 
because we do not have a draft. It's, you know, <laughs> it's still a volunteer. Now, if it, you know, ever gets to the point where, and they are already starting to, I don't think it's in place now, but I think they're trying to get the framework in place for for selective service, which you still have to register for when you're 18 as a male. They're trying to get that in place where everybody has to register by the time they're 18. Really? No, yes. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, because like, I registered when yes. I was 18. Yes. Now it has to be, it used to be just men. Now it has to be, uh, they're trying get to get out of here. Yes. Wow. They're going to make everybody. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Guess what? Women's rights. You got it. That's, well, that's part of it. That is part of it. But, you know, as as, wow. as fathers of daughters, I, I certainly don't want them going to fight overseas in Afghanistan or North Korea or Venezuela. Oh, man. Seriously, though, Venezuela, like, they have enough trouble with, without us getting involved. They're basically, like going to be completely insolvent and bankrupt. They're running, they have, no, I, they're basically running on cash reserves and they're burning through their yeah. billions. And so they're going to just have like nothing. No, like it's, it's, it's not just like a dictatorship there, but I, it's like a, they're, they have nothing. They have no basic supply, no medicine, look, no food on the shelf. Look, they have no, their cash reserves are slowly dwindling. Like they're, they're screwed. You know what? We really don't need to, help things along they'll they'll be they'll implode all by themselves without us having to go in well i guarantee you the adults in washington dc have not even considered that plan of of action you know that it's something that they would watch and i'm sure the 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 ghost of the 1980s communism still sits in their minds when you know you're you're backing the contras in nicaragua and you know finding this you know Sandinistas, and I can't even remember everybody. I know Nicaragua, uh, uh, El Salvador, all that, all those countries were going through through leftist upheavals in the in the seventies uh, and eighties, and you know our our mainly our CIA was really involved in kind of manipulating a lot of those outcomes, and I'm sure those ghosts still sit in the mind of a lot of the old timers in, in Washington D.C. And it's something that they don't take their eye off of. They want to make sure that that leftist uprisings and leftist rebellions in Venezuela doesn't spread upwards and throughout the entire Central and South America. But that being said, I don't think anybody seriously has talked about any type of military action to go and correct the situation, except for our numbnuts president. Again, it's a tweet. No, he said that out loud. It was... was Oh, really? really? Uh, I think that was a a verbal... uh, statement huh. not a tweet now uh, which is just okay, as so let just me, as stupid i mean you know unless he's reading yeah. off a teleprompter he's got he's useless so so let me uh so let's do this you want to do a 30 second or 60 second lightning round my only rule is that just don't even bother mentioning anything related to trump let's just do non-trump because we know there's like a thousand things a day with him and most of it's useless and aggravating but uh, if you want to do like a 60 second lightning round about the past month, about current events, and FYI, I can only think of one thing, so you're going to do most of the talking. Well, you obviously... And if you take if you take my one thing, don't say anything, if you take my one thing, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> well, this is, I, this is separate from Trump. You've got the reaction to it from Trump, but the separate thing from Trump, of course, uh, is... uh, Don't say anything. Are we doing the lightning round or not? Sure. We'll do a lightning round. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna look at the timer, 
I'll say go. You want to do uh, 30 seconds? Or you want to do 60 seconds? Let's do 30 seconds. Let's do 30 seconds. Okay, ready? I'll say go in... Let's see. I'll wait for it to turn. I'm looking at the timer now. Okay. Okay, you start, and then with just as many non-Trump things from the past month. Ready? Two, one, and go. You go. Charlottesville. Eclipse. Uh, hurricane. Eclipse. Uh, Game of Thrones. Eclipse. <laughs> Um, still don't have a Last Jedi trailer. Uh, Hurricane! <laughs> uh, worst summer box office uh, in quite Ooh. a long time. Uh, Eclipse! <laughs> uh, North Korea launches ballistic missile over Japan. Yeah, oh, time. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I got nothing. And what are you, you're talking about fucking, what, what you said... What did you say, Daredevil? What did you say? What I, I said, no Last Jedi trailer. No, you said something about a, a TV show or something. I said Game of Thrones. Game I of said, Thrones. Yes. Game what? Of Thrones. Oh, that was a big deal, like the finale, or whatever. Yeah, the finale was this past Sunday. I mean, you know, that's not. But now, come on, current events. Give me a break. Pop culture is part of current events. I mean, you can't. Yes, you I can't, agree, but I mean, uh, yeah, no, thing, no uh, I guess. dude, dude. Right now, it's the it's the the hottest television show out there. It's the one that that people talk about you know i don't okay, know if you I'll watch you it or don't it's the one that people talk about you know all right all right so you definitely won the lightning round but i neglected to mention that it was a non-point competition <laughs> so you get still tied that's fine i wasn't keeping score on that one okay but uh, really so i mean the bottom line like from a political standpoint or whatever social standpoint just from a high level it's like um hurricane uh, Charlottesville, and was there something else? Oh, the eclipse! <laughs> the eclipse! <laughs> and, uh, and, and and the sad thing is, outside of Game of Thrones and maybe the summer box office receipts being down, it was very hard to divorce Trump from any of those subjects that I brought up. Even the friggin' eclipse! Because <laughs> he was staring. He, he was, was setting a great example, was right? Just staring, staring at the, the eclipse. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> oh my god. I thought Obviously the yeah, Jesus. that was great. The hurricane, obviously Charlottesville. Um, I mean, it's sad to say, but like, um, there's always some sort of like mass killing. There wasn't there the Spain, the Spain mass killing. I think we forgot to mention that. And yes, we did. We did forget the terrorist attack. Uh, in the guy, uh, the car again. The car. Yeah, the terrorist. Yes. Attack, it was like yes. a couple. That was, there was, that was, there was just a couple days too, after right? Charlottesville. Yeah, it was just a day or two after yeah. Charlottesville. Oh my god, the Spain terrorist attacks, Charlottesville. Speaking of Charlottesville, you know why I, I won that lightning round? Why? Because you will not replace me. Explain? <laughs> I said, because you will not replace me. Remember they were chanting, Jews will not replace me. Oh, uh, I did not actually remember that. Oh, you did not see that. Uh, no, I saw the joke about it. I think that Bill Maher made about how he was saying that like the treasurer's secretary is a Jew and yes. if he is like he's going to resign and a Jew will replace him. You know? <laughs> no, or it was they, like an economic. The first the a, first night that they 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 marched. This was on the Friday night when they were marching with the tiki torches. They were chanting, you know, the side that apparently had some. Good people on it as well. The white supremacist sides. Yeah, there was oh, yeah, yeah. good people on that yeah. side. They were chanting blood and soil. They were chanting 
Jews will not replace us. Um, they were chanting basically a lot of things that were linked to the Third Reich and, and Hitler. And I, <laughs> I don't know how you walk away from that and think that there was anybody fine in that group. I don't... I don't... I get... But maybe maybe they were they were just being technically accurate and they're like it was all they all had jobs that Jews don't want like like well yeah i don't know we're uh, we're bus drivers Jews will not replace <laughs> I, I don't know i'm just i'm just get i'm just making it up you know I don't wastewater know. treatment like, plant operators i do not have a lot of jewish coworkers <laughs> <laughs> um let's see something that's not a traditional jewish job um let's see like like People who work at pork slaughterhouses, maybe? <laughs> Jews will not replace us. I agree, yes. Yes, especially the really conservative and the orthodox Jews will not replace you if you work at a hog processing plant. Maybe that's what they meant. Editors at Breitbart. I have a feeling there's not a lot of Jewish people at, at Breitbart. Oh. Yeah, but it is the media, so you got to keep looking. <laughs> Um, I, I did want to, I did want to touch on that cause you, you, um, you brought up, uh, you know, the, you said if, if there was a Jew, Jew in finance and the Trump administration got rid of him, they'd just be replaced by, by Jew. And that was a, that was a Bill Maher joke. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, uh, we're referring to basically like, uh, Gary Cohn, uh, and, uh, Steve Munchen and, and, and guys like that. And, uh, Steve Munchen took one, one, one path and basically just said oh, don't worry about it, no big deal but Gary Cohn seemed to kind of rebuke Trump publicly about his response and his comments and seriously yeah I mean maybe maybe his daughter needs to have a talk with him I don't think there's anybody that can talk to him and, and, and do anything for him you know that, I mean, he... I, so here that, that's actually bringing in to my question I'm going to, to, to eliminate one thing there's there's always been this talk that so-and-so is going to be a moderating force on Donald Trump. I think we can take that theory and flush it down the can where it belongs because we have heard that over and over again and we can tell that nothing moderates this man. Trump does what he wants to do. Well, what about Quaaludes? That would probably be a moderating force. Uh, Maybe if you give him half a bottle. But uh, then you just, (laughs) then you get a Kofifi tweet in the middle of the night. That's it. (laughs) Maybe maybe he was so, you know, so like his energy was so low because the quaaludes. He was yeah, he's very. He was low saying, energy. "I need, I need Kofifi. Very, Somebody help me. I'm so tired. I need some Kofifi." He's that so was low energy. A cr- very very low energy guy. You know that was not. He was actually just cr- he was crying just for asking for help. I yes. need some Kofifi. Kofifi. <laughs> um, so we can flush that that theory down the can. I, there there is not a a single person or a group of people that are going to be a moderating, moderating influence on Donald Trump. Donald Trump is, is going to be Donald Trump throughout his entire presidency, whether that lasts another year, another four years, another, God forbid, you know, seven years. Um, so the question becomes this. If you're a man or woman of conscience, if you're a man that, you know, is not a despicable human being like Trump, and you are serving in this administration. Oh, hold on a second. 
I, I really take offense to that because I think that's really an unfair comment um, towards despicable human beings. <laughs> I, 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 let me, let me Look, even, even despicable human beings are like, come on, seriously. Even, come on, don't <laughs> compare us to Trump. The word deplorable is starting to sue now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, but, but, you know, look, we, we admit that there's a lot of yahoos that are in his cabinet and stuff like that. But, you know, I think there's still human beings left in this administration. So the question becomes, as human beings, what should they do? Should they say, I'm a person of conscience, I cannot work for this man, and take off and leave? Or should they hold their ground and stay in their positions in hopes to at least keep the shit from flying out the door? You know, it's just basically holding on for dear life and trying to keep this train wreck of, of, of our government, you know, together a little bit just until this guy is gone. No, and, and I don't I'm, think there's anything. I don't think, I, I guess, unless we're not seeing it, I don't see how it, it's helping. They should just flee. I mean, everybody... Uh, well, I'm, th- already... I'm, thinking, I'm thinking mainly of people like Kelly and Mattis and H.R. McMaster... Um, I'm thinking somewhat of Gary Cohn. I'm thinking even this past week, uh, Rex Tillerson said something that seemed to kind of sound like he was at odds with the president at this point. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about Ben Carson and Rick Perry and Betsy DeVos and all those numb nuts that, that got their position just because they basically kissed his butt or donated a lot of money to him. I'm, I'm talking about people that have been in government for years um, may have served under multiple administrations, under bipartisan administrations um, that you know, may have right leanings or Republican leanings, but are still not necessarily quote-unquote on the Trump train. <sighs> are, we better, are we better off as a country with them holding their ground and staying where they're at or should we say at this point, all good people of conscience, uh, all, 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 all people who rebuke and, and disagree vehemently with this president, head for the hills now and let this administration fall in on itself? And, and, no, because, well, it's actually a third choice because what, who really can oppose them is the other two branches of the government. It's Congress that needs to step up and say, fuck you, Trump. And um, but not, that, that's but why we not. have... They, well, you know, they've, they they've, them, they're, slow, they're coming around. They're slowly coming around. They have shown, oh, if I hear one more stern rebuke from Paul Ryan or Lindsey Graham, I'm going to vomit. They're going to, they're going to sternly, no. they're, they're, they're going to strongly disapprove and, and, and sternly rebuff everything that the president says and then do absolutely nothing about it. I'll tell you what, here, here is my, here is my, I'm not talk, no, you know what, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about public statements. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about actions. I'm talking about what the Constitution provides okay. for Congress That's to fine. to vote and to pass laws. <laughs> or, okay, you know, to um, they control nominations. Right. Oh, they control impeachment. Um, obviously, was it the Twenty Fifth Amendment where it's a it's like a, I can't remember the number of like cabinet members along okay. with. Um, 
how does that work where they can you know declare a president incompetent? That's the twenty fifth amendment. That, yes. Right now, no, it's like it's a combination of like if he is I think, was it unable the, or unable? majority of ca- no, no, yeah. I'm, no no I'm talking about who I think oh, it's, it's, it's cabinet. Like a combination it's cabinet. of ca- cabinet cabinet members and the vice president and the vice or president or, yes but I mean I mean anything short of removing him let, so it no. would be who who controls shit <laughs> I mean. You know, uh, the other two branches of the government. The, the okay, I have, I have judicial and legislative. Yeah, actually doing things. Judges are constantly, constantly. In fact, there was just something today about some federal judge uh, just did something with um, immigration, like blocked another portion of immigration. Something, something to do with Texas or something. I mean, I'm not going to bog down in details or anything. <laughs> but there was something today regarding the federal, right, the judiciary, and then obviously, so like, what could Congress do? Um, okay, there there is something they could do. There is a budgets. Well, guess what? Trump's not going to get shit done um, because they're the ones that provide the budget. Those are, those are the guys that vote on the budgets the, for the wall. But so- they vote on for everything. There's you something know? that's already been talked about that has nothing to do with the budget. Has nothing to do with passing laws. Has nothing to do with impeachment or the Twenty Fifth right. Amendment. There's something that's right. already been brought up that could be done, and it is nothing but a a a show. That has absolutely really no legal power. But if 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 you want to believe that these guys are capable of anything, then they should at least be able to put on the show. And that is what has already been discussed by a couple of Democrats, including Nancy Pelosi, is censuring the president for his comments post-Charlottesville. Where basically the House passes a censure, which is nothing but a verbal rebuke of what President Trump has said. They've already talked about it. Pelosi has floated it, and as far as I know, almost no Republicans are behind it. That's stupid. A censure is stupid, and it's a waste of time. What they need to do is they control the money that flows into the executive branch, and they also well, there was okay. something else that just I thought of. Um, they haven't got it passed yet, but the senators were trying to um, basically prevent Mueller from being fired. Right. No, look. That, I, that's act, they need to actually do something like that. No, but by the way, they did do one thing. Wait, wait, wait. They did do one thing. I don't know if it was under your radar, but what they did was the Senate, including the Republicans, said fuck you to him because they never went out of session. Yes, that's true. They did do that. And by doing so, Trump can't do any out of session appointments. But here's the, here's the thing. I, 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 I'm, I'm less impressed with that than you are. Because I think you're thinking that more of we're sticking it to Trump. And I'm thinking it more of we protect our own. I think the only reason they did that was to protect Jeff Sessions. He is a, yeah. he is one of theirs. He's, he's been a senator forever. He's one of the good old boy club over there. And they're going to look out for him. So when he was, you know, when, when Trump was talking and tweeting about the potential, uh, you know, of, of maybe replacing Sessions or being upset with Sessions and him not being loyal. I think a lot of those guys, especially like the Grahams and the McCains and stuff like that, decided to go that route so that they could protect Jeff Sessions. I don't think it had. Yeah, I don't care. They did something. It's actually doing something. It's not a censure. It's not a no. But, public but here's the thing: if you strongly worded rebuke, it's I, of doing course, something. I'm not saying know. the censure is is worth anything, but that's the thing. If you can't even do the bare minimum, which I think the censure would be the absolute bare minimum thing that this party could do 
to tell their president that he is not in line with what they want him to be, if they can't even do that, how can we expect them to do anything else? They are not going to. A little technical difficulties there. All um, right, no big deal. We've dealt with them in the past. Not yes. a big deal. <laughs> so uh, to pick off where pick up where I where I left off, um, you had asked, uh, do they have a fight coming on in Washington? And the uh, answer is yes. The uh, the debt ceiling and, and the budget is is coming up. Uh, and uh, Trump has already threatened to shut down the government if there is not money in the budget to fund the building of his border wall, the one that Mexico is supposed to pay for. Um, so I was thinking that if he were a smart man, which we know he's not, but if he were a smart man and he knew how to play his cards correctly, he could actually use the tragedy in Houston to his benefit and put off his border wall for at least a year and get his budget passed and use the excuse, not the excuse, but the real need for emergency funds to help the people in the city of Houston. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts. Is that something you agree with? Uh, help Houston and uh, no I wall? Just, well, I just, I just want to talk about... Uh, speaking of the walls, I want to talk about how I saw Roger Waters uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, um, it's a big, long narrative because I have to, like, it's like uh, three stories, three or four stories that kind of all lead into each other chronologically. So I just want to start at the beginning and talk about everything. Well, go for it. I've, but, I've uh, taken the floor enough with, uh, with uh, worldly events and Trump talk. All right, everybody's... Good and uh, got a good phone connection and good batteries and everything and uh, oh man, let's see. I just gotta, I gotta look at my notes here. Um, before we get to that, I just want to throw in some random thoughts. Let's just do some quick random thoughts because you want to talk about foods, but I just want to talk. Let's let's talk about. Um, uh, I just want to circle back for a second to shift because I have a real short story. Um, as we know from previous podcasts, we both used shipped to order food for elderly relatives. I just had this mildly amusing exchange with my aunt a couple weeks ago because she asked me to buy something. So I want to know if you've heard of these. Have you ever heard of something called alligator baggies? Uh, alligator baggies. I have not. I can only think that they're kind of maybe like a zipper type ziploc bag with with like teeth yeah i mean that sounds about right um so here here's like the weird part about that is that um i so she told so the, the way it normally works is that she, we we communicate through email and so she, and if i have a question maybe i'll call her up saying what's the deal with this you know what's that but anyway so she she sent me the alligator baggies and i'm doing the list and, like, if I can't find something, I'll spend a couple of minutes on an item Googling it. And this is the first time that I actually had to give up. It's like I, I did her order, and I just could not do the alligator baggies. I had no clue what they were. And I wanted to talk to her, but it, it was too late. Because, like, I usually do the, like, the list late Saturday night. And it's too late to call her for her Sunday, whatever. But this is where it started to get really weird. Because, like, I, I was doing my Googling about the alligator baggies. And the only thing I could come up with was that there was a picture of alligator baggies, this product that was made in the 1970s. 
And then this is the thought that crossed my mind. So, so recently, she, the, she's been doing a lot of cleaning of her condo, like a lot of cleaning. And the thought crossed my mind that, in fact, she had not bought those recently, but that they had been sitting in her closet, maybe <laughs> one or five boxes of them, had been sitting in her closet since the 1970s. Wow. And she started to use them again, and she ran out. She's like, I need more alligator baggies. <laughs> and the reason why I thought of this is not only because of the cleaning, but because... Like when I was there and I was doing some vacuuming for her and like with her her old her old canister back and I'm looking at this thing that's like covered in covered in electrical tape, duct tape, whatever. Like look at this old piece of crap vacuum cleaner. And I was talking to my my mom or somebody. She's like, you know, that's a vacuum cleaner that your father and I got her for her as a wedding gift. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, that was in 1967. Wow. And so I started to put two, and to get two together, and I'm like, she's still using a vacuum cleaner that's 50 years old. She just did a lot of cleaning. And, and so the next time I talked to her, I'm like, I apologize. And I'm like, sorry about the alligator bag because I couldn't get them. But Aunt Sandy, have you bought these recently, or did you take them out of the back of a closet somewhere? <laughs> and apparently they still exist. Apparently it's a thing. I just couldn't find them. But they, uh, we did the ship the following week. They're right and there. all I did, huh? I just they're, put out. I just. I, I said I'm going to leave it up to the shopper to sort through this shit. I just put alligator baggies. And apparently, <laughs> she got the alligator baggies. Oh wow! Okay, it's written in the aisle right next to Tab Cola. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and. Uh, Anison. Anison. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just. And this Tussie the... Red deodorant. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just a quick, so little, quick little side note. Uh, because we're talking about 70s and 80s foods and, 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 uh-huh. and products and stuff like that. And this touches this kind of like on your thing where you find rare products. Uh-huh. Uh, have you seen how food sometimes will come back in, in, in commemorative packaging or commemorative flavors or, or things like that? Um, you know, like around Halloween, you get the booberry and the Frankenberry cereals, things like that. Okay. Um, I was at Walmart last night, and I was just going through, and I was like, I felt like getting a snack for the house, and it kind of felt like something salty. So I went down the chip, popcorn aisle, and stuff like that, Ooh. and I was walking by, and there on the bottom shelf, one by itself was a bag of Doritos, but it wasn't just your regular nacho cheese or spicy nacho or cool ranch or anything like that oh my god it was wait hold on a second hold on a second don't say let's leave a little anticipation let's leave our we should go to commercial break and when we come back we're gonna tell <laughs> what kind of no fuck that no just just spit it. nobody gives a shit what kind of three come on what let was... me guess wait, 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 no, 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 yeah, ah, go for it, go no, for no, it. No, i gotta guess okay so this is something that used to exist how like what, how 20 years ago or something oh yeah i know it was around when we were kids for sure and probably well into the 80s Okay, so, but have you seen it in the past 20 years? I have not. This is a flavor of Doritos. It's a flavor of Doritos, and it is a packaging style of Doritos as well. Okay, so it's a fl- it's something that hasn't existed since the 80s. I want to say it's the happening 80s cocaine-flavored Doritos. <laughs> That's Doritos Vice, baby. <laughs> oh, man. God, no, some no. some flavor from the eighties. What yes. what flavors were big in the eighties? It not, was right. it was the original taco flavor, 
with the oh, orange geez. bag and the sombrero on it. Oh my god, taco yes, Doritos. The taco flavored Doritos. You recall that now, don't you? Um, vaguely. Very yes. vaguely. Okay, but I'm just gonna throw this out because I think maybe that this is some sort of synergy between Taco Bell because Taco Bell has Dorito flavored tacos. And yes. Doritos is like, well we're getting in on that. We're gonna have taco flavored Doritos. <laughs> Oh, it could be that they're all owned by Pepsi Frito-Lay, but hey. <laughs> well, no, no, Taco Bell is yum, right? That's uh, KFC Taco Bell Pizza. That's like a separate corporation. I think that's all part, of, unless Pepsi sold it off. PepsiCo used to own all of that stuff. Pepsi Frito-Lay used to own all of that. And speaking of Pepsi and outdated products, I saw a Pepsi, a Crystal Pepsi at the store the other day. Ooh! Was it right next Back. to the Zima? And uh, in, in that it was in a, it was actually in the back in the in the stock room, covered with ten, like ten years of dust. So yes, and then the guy's like, "What the fuck are you doing back here? Get out of here! You shouldn't be back here." <laughs> you have you done your homework and Google and Googled that YouTube video of the guy drinking I the did. Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> I I watched the guy vomiting the Crystal Pepsi. It was a British guy. Was it was yes. it just one guy? Was it, it was just. just was it? I well, I just I saw it was just one guy sitting at a table. He, right, but yeah. how many videos are there? Because I watched the guy with the the British accent. I can't recall if he had a British accent or not. It was and just, we all and I say British, and I mean British. I don't mean English. I don't mean United Kingdom. I mean British. Yes, yes, we went through that already. <laughs> yes, actually, I think he was English. Okay, but uh, yeah, so I did my homework. I did watch the video. Uh, taco flavored Doritos, Crystal Pepsi. Well, goddamn. Yes, yes. Everything old is new again. But I didn't want to, you know, uh, divert from your story. So please continue. No, I was done with the. Uh, I was done with the alligator baggy story. But I had another story. Okay. I wanted to transition to. Um, this is hot off the presses, and wow, as my wife often says, I'm really. I get to update my references because. The newspaper industry is dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, to be honest, Trump has had a, quite a revival of the newspaper industry. Yay! <laughs> but uh, no, this morning I had a minor little like question mark. So this morning, I'm just I'm just really building this up and drawing it out. And it's like, oh man, I'm just I need to just go walk across the room and drink the rest of that. Starbucks double shot and then just get the energy back in and then fuck it I'll stay up all night you know as, as that, that bit from Larry Miller is like well you know the, the, by the way a little plug not a plug but a little shout out this is a classic comedy bit from the 80s it's by Larry Miller called The Five Stages of Drinking it's on YouTube you gotta fucking watch it but he's like like you get to the point where stage four it's like well well before you go into it let's 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 for all the kids in the audience who don't know who Larry Miller is, he played uh, Professor Klump's boss in the the Nutty Professor movies. Uh, he's, and if you're, he's a character actor. He's a character. And, he, he was in uh, Pretty Woman or something. Wasn't he? Yeah, and if you're too young to remember the the Nutty Professor movies with Eddie Murphy, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you definitely won't remember the Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis. That's another. That's another thing that happened, by the way. Yes, yes, poor Jerry Lewis. Well, he was ninety-one. He led a good life. That's true, and he seemed like sometimes I, he was kind of an asshole. I heard he was a really good man most time, but there was times he looked. But like he was kind well, of he was very. I was saying in his later years, he got really, really cranky. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, like right up there with Hef. 
Um, he, they both led full lives. Yes. And I'm not really shedding a tear. And then just, just last week, after we talked about Hef, a while back, I, there was some article about, like, his son gave an interview where he was like, Hef's not really doing so well, and he's like, it's really sad for him to see the decline of Hef, but, like, Hef is not doing so well. Oh, man. Come on, Hef. Yeah. But, uh... Anyways, Larry Miller... The joke I was trying to make about the five stages of drinking is that, like, well, as long as I'm only going to get a couple hours sleep anyways, I might as well stay up all night. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'd be great going to that boardroom the next day looking like Keith Richards. <laughs> but I'm not staying up all night. But uh, i gotta get, gotta, gotta get the comedy out. Gotta get the comedy out. But um, this morning, I stepped in my bathroom scale, which I do just about every morning. It's my ritual. Because I gotta keep an eye on the weight. Um, I get uh, like bad acid reflux if my weight gets uh, too I heavy. Thought, I thought you had that big match with Mayweather this weekend or something like that, but <laughs> I, I did. It's just that the streaming was broken, so nobody saw it. <laughs> and guess what? He beat my ass too. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Let's see. No, no. I said yeah. Gotta keep the weight down. Um, step on the scale every morning, just because that's how I like gained twenty pounds. I got like really fat. Is like I had, I don't even, I don't think I even owned a scale and had stepped on a scale in a couple of years. Oh, and also I, like I started dating a woman and we started eating out every fucking meal, <laughs> and that was back before I had a child and a marriage. And, you know, I was, you know, disposable income and a woman to hang out with, and I got fat. Just remember, you're married, you have a kid, it's over. Get as fat as you want. No, no, I'd like to, but uh, my stomach acid reminds me that it's a no-no. But, uh... Just remember, if you don't die early, you have to retire with your wife. But maybe she'll die early. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> Feel free to edit this out later. <laughs> no, no, see, fuck that... We know that I'm going first because she's 10 years younger than me. And, uh, no. no. Then again, then again, I have the, the old Jew jeans. Mel Brooks is in his 90s. <laughs> Carl Reiner is in his 90s. Is actually, my, my grandmother lived into her mid-80s. My, her, my grandmother's two siblings lived into their 90s. Their late 90s. Like Uncle, um, Uncle um, Irving and Aunt Isabel lived into their to their late 90s so, okay i thought you were gonna yeah, say I, uh, I thought you were gonna say uncle owen and aunt baru and i was gonna say they didn't live that long buddy that's not jewish enough uh, okay. owen and Baru. no irving i said irving and isabel, <laughs> isabel i'm not sound. making this shit up but anyway no so uh i digress stepped on the scale this morning and it was really low like it was like at least three pounds lower than the previous day so let me let me walk you through the three stages of analysis that went through my brain this very morning. <laughs> Stage one, I step on the scale. It's three pounds lower. And I'm like, well, that's not right. That's not right. There's obviously something wrong with the scale. Because I get shit readings all the time. What I do is like I move the scale to make sure it's balanced on the floor. I always I get wild readings from this piece of shit scale. So I moved it, weighed myself, and I did I repeated this four or five times. Kept moving around, kept weighing myself. Because stage one was the scales not giving me an accurate reading. I kept moving it. And I'm like, huh, 
It's time to move on to stage two. Maybe the scale is accurate. What what would you guess to say that stage two is? I'm dying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For you, <It's>, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I've lost three pounds since yesterday. There's uh, there's something wrong with me. Oh my god! I have some neurom well you know the signs of cancer is rapid weight loss um some neuromuscular disease i'm losing muscle mass holy shit okay if it's not stage two what's stage three uh stage three is oh wait i took a huge crap this morning no 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 or stage that would be a stage that would be like rationality Uh, okay it would be like okay well maybe it's legitimate i lost three pounds but you have to throw a little bit of insanity in there. Okay, okay. But you know what? I'll even give you that. I'll, ev- I'll even give you it was a legitimate weight loss, but you're missing a key bit of crazy. <laughs> Stage three was... Okay, so I'll give you half a point. By the way, this doesn't count towards okay. the point. Okay, <laughs> Um Stage three was, let's say it was a legitimate weight loss. Am I going to have a fun fucking day today stuffing my face? Because <laughs> I just lost three pounds. Holy shit. Give me candy and Taco Bell. That's... I swear to God. That's went through, that went through my head within five minutes this morning weighing myself. I'll be honest with you. My, my whole retort to you was going to be, <laughs> if I step on the scale and lose three pounds in a day, I only have one stage. It's, it's sweet cake tonight. <laughs> So we both would have ended up at the same place. Because fat boy loves cake. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's just like, that's just a fun that was like this morning. Almost 24 hours ago. God damn. Fuck, I want that coffee that's sitting across the room. (laughs) Because I opened up, I cracked open a double shot. By the way, it's really hard to find the Cuban flavor one. Because it wouldn't be a show without a plug of some, some sort of, you know, enjoy enjoyable beverage or food but like i drink a lot of starbucks uh, home products like the double shots and the energy drinks yeah. and whatever but uh they came out with a couple new flavors of the double shots the little like the little espressos like little tiny little cans they came out with the cuban and the the salted caramel and i'm, just, I'm having a hard time finding new flavors oh. but uh you, you do realize I, uh, I live in miami and if i buy the starbucks cuban version they shoot you <laughs> <laughs> There is, they shoot you, and they're no, like, wait, is, wait, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. They shoot you, then they see the Cuban coffee in your hand, and then they go, oh, and then they shoot you again. Yes. There is, the no, sh- there is no acceptable reason to buy a Starbucks Cuban coffee <laughs> in Miami. I, I'm just saying the first shooting had nothing to do with the Cuban coffee. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I know I understand. It turns out like every time I would come down and I would hang out with my aunt in Pembroke Pines and then like I would drive down to see you and I'd go to little shout out to La Carreta on Kendall Drive. I would like meet you somewhere in Kendall and go there. I just found out after I got back there's a La Carreta in Miramar, like right around the corner from my aunt's house. <laughs> I'm like, well fuck, I could have been going there the whole time. <laughs> and the one in Kendall. <laughs> But anyway, so that's my okay. So I'm just, I'm just throwing out. I get this and like that. I still have like the long. So I'm just let me check my notes here. It's your turn. Give me throw out you if you want, if you want to make it a quick one. Throw out the uh, the the Force Friday stuff. Oh, Force Friday. Yes. Do you know what Force Friday is? Um, 
Force Friday. It has to do with a straining bowel movement. <laughs> no, 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 I'm regular. That Force Friday might be like, for you. Like you, eat, <laughs> like you eat a lot of cheese on Thursday, and then you have to do a lot of straining in the toilet on Friday. Yeah, Force, no. Force Friday. No, it's Force Friday is when Star Wars nerds take money they don't ha- have to buy shit they don't need. <laughs> Tomorrow at midnight, uh, major stores like uh, Toys R Us and Target will be opening up their doors to Ooh. all the Star Wars fans to come in and buy all the new Last Jedi toys and figures uh-huh. that are on the shelf. Uh-huh. So, guess who will be leaving work at 11 and going to the local Toys R Us to see what he can grab? Uh, could it be Satan? No, yes. Another, another old reference. Fuck. <laughs> I think all of her references are old at this point. So, but yes. So, so tomorrow is Force Friday. I will be getting in line with uh, with several of my overweight, sweaty friends to go ahead and buy Star Wars toys. Now we basically now, make a pledge well, to never see. Question, we, question. How many times when you're standing in line? You'll be saying something like, you think this is a fucking line. I went to Star Wars. <laughs> I don't want to hear shit about line. Oh, yeah. Shut no, the fuck no. up. Yeah, yeah. This, you call this, this a line. Can you, you, call, you call this chicken salad. Yeah, no. This, it's, it's basically, you know, there's usually a dozen or so of us that are standing there making a vow to never see a vagina. You know, that's basically what we do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe like a no a live vagina, a live vagina. You know, we can we can still. Uh, hey, the, the internet's the internet, but you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh my god, man! We can't even pay yeah, for it. We spend all of our money on Star Wars toys. So, <laughs> what do you mean pay for it? Porn is free on the internet now. No, I'm talking Where about the, I'm talking about paying for the live vagina. <laughs> oh okay. Oh okay. What the fuck? Like paid paid porn went out like five years ago on the tube <laughs> oh my god it just it's like life is becoming one miracle after another yes it's like it went if you just look at my history of like having to deal with like the utter lack of pornography in high school other than I swear to god <laughs> one video the one videotape that my dad had that I watched a hundred times and I, you know what I'm probably underestimating <laughs> um, again again I had the playboy channel I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sneering at that. But that was soft core. That was soft core. Yeah, that's like it was. Watching... It was lovely. It was yeah. TNA, but it was yeah. soft core. The only hard course I've ever saw was the literally the one tape of. There was two movies on it, and I swear to God, I watched those so many times. Oh God. <laughs> And the cool thing about those pornos it was that they were awesome 70s pornos with amazing soundtracks. Amazing acid rock soundtracks. I love the soundtrack. Well, that one that you had had the Star Wars disco <laughs> yes. in it. <laughs> yes. I had no idea. I thought that I didn't realize that that was like an actual song. That yeah, the, yeah. The, the, porn, the porn people just stole. Yeah, it was Mezco. Mezco was the name of the yeah. uh-huh. disco band that did that. They did a one for Empire Strikes Back in 1980, but when disco you, was dead. Do you think they actually licensed those songs for those pornos? I guarantee you they did not. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you they did not. They it stole. It was awesome. It was, yeah, man. Disco Star Wars and uh, some other song. Yeah, I'm going to throw This is a really obscure one. But I have no idea what the song is, but I know it's a real song because I shit you not. I'm gonna, One day, I'm going to find out because I remember years ago watching a rerun of Different Strokes. 
and, there, and it was an, it was an early episode, and there was a party. Arnold was having a party, and he had like a boombox, and he was playing a song, and that was the song playing. And I heard that, and I'm like, oh my god, that's a real song. So you heard the song in the porno, and then you heard the song again in a TV show called Different Strokes. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a little, little bit ironic? Yes. <laughs> By the way, I have to ask, are we still recording? Yes. <laughs> okay. You know what? Last I had dropped that by the last podcast. Every time I try to get out, you pull me back in. <laughs> God at least, damn. At least I always catch it early. <laughs> at least we haven't done like an hour and a half worth of stuff yes. not being recorded. So. <laughs> We've only lost about recordings in two, two minutes at a time. So that's yeah, good. yeah. That's and easily uh, recoverable. Last time it was yes, yes, but uh, anyway, so I was rambling on about like how my viewing of pornography went from like the same videotape a hundred times, all the way up to like the other the other big the first big change was DVDs. Yeah, because yeah. like before before broadband, like the like like it was like uh, renting porn DVDs through the mail. Like was another revolution because he couldn't really rent videotapes through the mail. Yeah, but then then it was like broadband and awesome pay porn sites, and then just all the tube sites came along, and it was like, <laughs> is it free now? Jesus, it's like, oh my god. And we and, and, just... and we've we've gotten so spoiled. It's like back then, you know, you would you know, growing up, you would watch the same two or three porno movies over and over again because, oh my god, it's porno, it's people having sex and that's not, you know, I've never had sex, let me watch that or whatever. But now it's like, I go into a porn site now, I'm like, do I really feel like another threesome again? Maybe, let me change it up today. <laughs> what weird, depraved, kinky shit can I watch today? <laughs> I'm just so bored with these massive orgies. <laughs> I know, it's like, you should play a game. There should be a game called, like, try to think of the oddest thing. Go to the tube site and type in the oddest possible no, thing. No. You cannot unsee Not things. Sick. You can... <laughs> no, no, I don't mean sick. I mean, like, play, like, pick random nouns. You know, I don't mean, like, cucumbers and, and whipped cream. I mean, like, type in something like, like... Boomerang, conveyor fuzzy belt. dice. <laughs> exactly. Fuzzy dice and conveyor belt. <laughs> and see, I mean, oh, there it is. Well, there it is. My God, there's a lady on a conveyor belt <laughs> masturbating with fuzzy dice. That's, that's amazing. Uh, Fuzzydicenveyorbelt.com, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you can think of it, somebody else has already thought of it. Yes, sadly, you know, this is true. Wow, like, I mean, now, one time I stumbled upon, and this was on YouTube, I was looking up some, you know, because YouTube is just, I've learned so many mildly useful things, like I learned how to carve a turkey by watching a YouTube video. Yeah, YouTube. I learned how to hook, um, to hook, um, hang uh, a towel hook in on my bathroom door by a YouTube video, because, like, the key thing I learned is that you have to use the correct anchors for a hollow door. Because, like, my wife wanted a towel hook. And I watched a YouTube video. But mm -hmm. And then I I, I think... Uh-oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I accidentally hit a button on my, my, my Bluetooth headset. Oh. I um, I learned 
Um, I was looking up something related to Spackling. I didn't. That didn't go too well. But uh, the point is that there's really some awesome YouTube videos. And then at some point, I think when I was looking up the Spackling stuff, I stumbled upon an entire genre of YouTube videos where it's scantily. This is YouTube, mind you. It's scantily clad like bikini women, buxom bikini women, giving lessons on like home repair. Mmm, I like it. I know it's that's very odd. It's like, huh? Like I'm I'm interested in home repair, and uh, I have a hard time paying attention to what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I've actually had a, 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 a idea for a YouTube channel. Should I say it in the podcast in case somebody steals it? Um. Well, you know what? Even are you? Hold on a second. Are you going to ever do it? No, I'm never going to do it because I don't know enough women that would dress up in bikinis to do it i don't really travel in those circles anymore or really ever did uh, i'm sorry let's let's back up a second when 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 were you holding out in all the bikini women <laughs> the minute you yeah. left buddy <laughs> uh, God damn it but uh you know i and, and plus it'd probably be copyright infringement anyway but I always thought it would be a great idea for a YouTube channel to recreate the old Kenner Star Wars figure, uh, Star Wars toy commercials. That if you remember growing up as a kid on Saturday mornings, you'd see the, the it's the Luke Skywalker with Hoth uh, outfit in the Tauntaun. Yeah. And, and all the Maybe. kids playing with the toys and the kid taking the wampa and going, wampa, wampa, wampa. But instead, of course, having kids playing with the old Star Wars toys, recreate it now. With the same toys, the same script, with bikini-clad women playing with them. Yeah, dude, you're gonna, I, you're never gonna do that. You get the shit suit out of you three times. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Your Force Friday would be Lucasfilm forcing their foot up your ass. <laughs> but see, I, so that's a you good really, question. you really have nothing to worry about. Is that, is that considered parody? I mean, I guess you could do. You consider it fair use. It would be parody. It, I think a, it could be parody, and b, the question is, who exactly would own the copyright on those commercials? Would it be Lucasfilm or would it be Kenner who made the commercials and the toys? So would because it because if it's make Kenner, it better to be sued by Kenner? But Kenner is out of business. Yeah, Kenner's out of but business. But didn't Lucas? The thing is, Lucas owned all the rights. To that's but, why he made so much money. He was the first guy. He said, "I'm keeping all the toy rights." Yeah, but so if the, Lucas but had does the toy rights, doesn't Lucas own the, film does have the toy own, rights? But does he own the rights to the advertising? Tell you what, if you really want to find out, there you go. I mean, I mean, you could say it's fair use, but I mean, because you, you could put copyright stuff on YouTube. And claim, for, but it's not. It's if it's if it's parody. If you're doing it as parody, yeah. if you're not selling anything, if yeah, you just but, do it with okay. hot women and it's just parody, yeah. And you're not selling anything, and then you just, I guess, you'll make money through like the views. I don't know yeah. how people make money on YouTube. I have no idea. But I guess technically you could do a parody video, right? That's what it would basically be. It would just be it's the same commercial, you know, same dialogue, whatever, close to shot shot as you can get, but with hot women in bikinis instead of kids playing with the toys. Because all I mean, those kids it, that play it, with the toys are 40-something-year-old men now that want to look at hot women in bikinis. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, there's just... It amazes me on the shit that people watch on YouTube. Like, like, I think I told you about, like, there was a 10-hour... Like, the Empire Strikes Back songs or the Star Wars songs. It was, like, a 10-hour loop of the Cantina song. And a 10-hour <laughs> loop. 
of the the the, the imperial death, the imperial march, whatever, and like it's like this thing has fifty million views. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like around, what the around the holidays, I've seen you know instead of the Yule log that the burn you know, you could put on like a ten hour Yule log for the holidays, I've seen the pyre scene from Return of the Jedi with the burning Darth Vader corpse go on oh, for like a ten hour loop. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, I like that. Yeah. Prize. Yeah. Shit. All right. All right. Can I throw in one more story? Absolutely. Then we'll maybe get to the. Well, then we'll get to the big story. Ooh. Okay. But uh, the, the one quick story, hopefully, is um, I got locked out on my deck about a week or two ago. So I just want to throw this out. So it's a it's a deck in the rear of the house, and it's on the second floor, and there's no stairs or anything. And so, for the life of me, I don't know how it happened. Um, so the pro- the problem was is that everybody else had gone to bed. I think the st- staff had gone to bed, and her sister was visiting. Oh, I know what happened. They locked your ass out there and went to bed. <laughs> okay, no, no, that was believe me, that was my that was my first. Uh, <laughs> That was my first, second, and third thought. Mystery solved. <laughs> but, I've seen um, I've seen your relationship with your wife and your sister in law. They locked you out. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, let's assume for the moment. Let's suspend suspend disbelief and say that they did not lock me out. Is okay. They had gone they had just gone to bed. Okay. And we had grilled that day, so I was like, do one of the nightly chores. I'm like, Oh, I forgot to cover the grill with the the, the, the cover or whatever. And so I went out there. I, I had set my cell phone down to charge. And I go out there, out back, and I close the door, and I walk out there. Put the cover on the grill, and I walk in, back in. And I'm like, well, what the hell? The door's locked. And I'm like, and first thought, my first thought was, oh, they're fucking with me. Because they've done it before, but they were, like, standing right there. Right. I think, all right, cut the shit. And I look in, and I'm like, well, they don't seem to be there huh and i'm like looking at the lock and like i'm I'm starting to think that it was a weird thing with the mechanism like the lock was halfway down like i'm like well either me or my daughter was messing with it it was like maybe kind of halfway locked and then like when i went out and shut it really hard it actually dropped the lock and and locked it i'm like okay so like first i had to get past that initial disbelief of like they're fucking with me like well, that can't be to like, huh? I seem to be locked out back, and my family, my family is asleep right now. They're upstairs asleep. And I'm like, okay, let's think this through. What are my options here? Okay, how do I get down? Okay, the first things first. Am I in any danger? I don't. I'm not in any danger. I'm on. I'm in the back of my house. What's What's the worst case scenario? I'm out here all night, and in the morning, somebody's gonna discover me. You know, the nanny comes in the morning. My wife is going to get up in the, in the fucking morning. So worst case scenario is I'm not going to die out back. I'll just have to sit out here all night. That's the worst case scenario. Okay, then I'm thinking, what are my options? Well, easy option. Um, I, well, you know, where's my phone? Shit. My phone. I just set my phone inside. That's not going to work. What's another option? Okay, let me try to th- maybe throw something. Then I start to get, you know, it goes from, like, the good options to the less good options. 
Like, okay, maybe I could throw something up at my, my bedroom window and that'll get her attention. Speaking as someone that went into high school PE with you, that's not a good option. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> hey, don't oh, worry. I, was, I wasn't I was one sitting next to you getting his, you know, underwear pulled over his head. So don't worry about it. But... <laughs> the best, you know, the best thing about it is that you got the A just by dressing it. Remember? <laughs> that's all you had to do that's to get it. an A in PE in high school <laughs> was just change into shorts. Good. Because I sure said I wasn't going to do a pull-up. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told the story. I don't know if it was like... I'm pretty sure it wasn't the current wife. I think it was a previous girlfriend. Because I was going through some old stuff. I don't, I, I don't think I've told the story. And I'm not... Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure which one of the women in my past it was. Because there were so many of them, right? <laughs> it was either the last crazy or the current crazy. <laughs> But, uh, just kidding, honey, love you. <laughs> but, uh, at one point, one of these women, I discovered my old, because, you know, we, we've had conversations with me, maybe not cleaning out things like I should and holding on to things, and I still had my old P.E. outfit from high school. <laughs> and I say that in the past tense, but I, I probably, I might still have it, I don't know. <laughs> but I remember a fun moment where I discovered it, and... I was uh, thinking about all the lack of sex I was getting in high school. <laughs> and my, my at then current, whoever that was, girlfriend or wife, gave me sexual pleasures while I was wearing that uniform. <laughs> you had sex in your PE uniform. <laughs> I had sex in my PE uniform. Now, Oh, Google prop- PE uniform. There you go. <laughs> Okay, we we run into a, a few problems with that <laughs> because you might hit some videos you're not legally allowed to see <laughs> that you shouldn't be seeing. This is true. You always here's the key. Here's the key. You always include the word college in your searches, <laughs> and you're out of trouble. You're out of trouble. You're looking for cheerleaders. You're looking for shower scenes. You include the word college, and that's your get out of jail free card. Because <laughs> then you don't get the you don't get the illegal stuff. You get the legal stuff, right? I think the respectable sites don't have that stuff, though. I think you just stay with that. The is rest- that is true? You but just like, stay with the respectable respect- sites. You're good, you know. Yes, but I'm a little bit paranoid about that. So. I hear you. But uh, yes, if you Google college, well, then you can't really Google PE. You'd have to Google like. College, Fizz ed uniform. college uniform. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, so she gave me somebody. Somebody gave me somebody. I don't know who it was. I'm pretty sure it was the ex. Gave me sexual pleasures, pleasure in the old high school PE uniform. Mm. And uh, the only downside was that it did not fit. It was a very tight fit. <laughs> It was a very, I mean, because I've, I've grown. I've grown not necessarily in a good way. But it was a very, it was an undersized high school uniform. Yes, you're no longer the 16-year-old boy that you once were. Yeah, the same level of, like, sexual desperation. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that was, that was fun. But uh, well, I don't know why I'm talking about this. How did I get on this subject? We're talking about... Oh, I was oh locked, I, that's right. Yeah. I made fun of your throwing skills. But please continue. You're on the d- deck yes, throwing so, things. 
when we last when we last cut up with Ted with Team Ted, he was locked out on his rear deck, and I was thinking. Well, the biggest problem was that I had nothing to throw. The only thing I saw was like I could have maybe taken like the the the, the nozzle off of the hose, <laughs> but then the next the next question was like, well, I can't really find anything out here that wouldn't actually break the window. If I take this nozzle through the window. There's a danger of me breaking the window. It's yeah. like, do I okay? Do I want to risk breaking something? Do I want to climb down and risk breaking my leg? Do I want to throw the nozzle? I have a quick question break? for you. Why didn't you just turn on the hose with the nozzle on it and spray it at the window? Because the hose was disconnected when the roof clean, the gutter cleaners came like a couple months ago. So I have a, ro- a hose on the back deck that is not connected to any water. Because uh-huh. the faucet, the spigot, is actually on the ground floor. Gotcha. They disconnected the hose to hook it up something else and they never reconnected it. So I have a hose that, that's kind of useless. I'm talking about on the deck. That's, that's another story. <laughs> Maybe it only works when you're in a PE uniform. Exactly. You're gonna use those hoses. Um, so I was like, I was like, actually, and then like after I escaped. Wait a minute. Sorry. Spoiler alert. I successfully escaped from the deck. Right? <laughs> but um, so no, like you're, phase you're, one, you're still there right now. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm on the deck right now. I know you haven't been smart enough to call nine one one all these weeks later, but yet you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's so weird, but. Um, so there was, and I'm not going to climb down. I want to try breaking the window. And then I had a, sh- a flash of insight because I did not have my phone. But I did have something. I was wearing my Bluetooth headset. Oh, okay. So I turned on the Bluetooth headset and it paired with the phone sitting around right the other side of the door. Okay. And the next thing was, how do I take advantage of this? Because... I know it was a new headset, and I know in my old headset, I could hit redial. Okay. So I had a fairly good idea that I could do a redial. The problem is, is that I didn't know. I'd never done it. I'd never learned how to redial on my new headset. Okay. And so after a little bit of trial and error, I figured out if, because like usually it was like press it twice real fast, and that didn't work. And I figured out that if I held the left button down for five seconds, it redialed the phone. And who was the last person who called me? My wife. And you know Why? Because she often calls me from other parts of the house because she does not want to walk downstairs. <laughs> so due to her, dare I say laziness? <laughs> she often texts and calls me from different parts of the house. And just an hour earlier, she had called me from some other part of the house to, I assume, yell at me or complain. Because, like, you know, if I was a betting man, I would say that's, that's what <laughs> Yeah, that's a safe bet, right? She wasn't. She wasn't calling me to we'll say, put your PE uniform on and come upstairs. <laughs> like that's what that your old hoe used to do. That I'm not that. I'm not that <laughs> slut. You know. But uh, so I managed to redial my wife's phone, and she answered because she was like half asleep, mm-hmm. and she answered, and she's like, "Hello," and I'm like, "The first thing in my mouth is, don't hang up. This is an emergency." <laughs> I'm locked out back. She's like, really? You're fucking me. No, I'm locked out back. <laughs> and then she rescued me, and then it was immediately the Inquisition. Like, you sure you didn't do this to me? And then it was immediately, so your sister did this to me. 
And like she was swearing up and down that it did not happen. <laughs> oh, by the way, are we still recording? Yes, we're recording. Okay. Are you still and on the deck? Sw- <laughs> I'm still on the deck. We've covered that already. <laughs> I'm still. Yeah, I'm just on the Bluetooth headset. <laughs> what is in the six month? No, in the in the three weeks that I've been out here, I figured out how to do voice dialing. <laughs> I've been living on the back deck. All I know, you see, you hold down the right button, and then I say, call Darren. And then call. You've been living off of squirrels and snails. <laughs> and uh, rainwater. I've been catching rainwater. There you go. That's good. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. But uh, every once in a while, the cat visits and drops me a dead bird. You know? Oh, there you go. Keeping you But, back. uh, Yes, anyway, so it turns out, here's a weird thing, they both swear up and down that they did not lock me out. So I naturally spent, like, five to ten minutes trying to recreate it. Like, I tried to, like, get it so, like, it would lock, like, it was unlocked, and then, like, I could, like, put the lock, like, halfway and slam the door. And I swear, I spent five, ten minutes, and I could not recreate this. (laughs) I could not get this to, like, accidentally lock when it was on, so I had no idea how it happened. And so, two two things. Number one, I think my house is haunted. Mm-hmm. I think it was a ghost that did so. Because something else happened, and I can't remember what happened. Like, something else happened, and it's escaping what happened. But, in, you know, three podcasts from now, I'll remember what happened. I'll be like, yeah, hey, it was a fucking ghost. Um, and second of all, I never go out back without my phone in my pocket ever again. <laughs> And third of all, your family likes you a whole lot less than you even think. Because <laughs> they like your ass out there. <laughs> I knew I knew that before the deck. But, uh... You locked it. me out. You're... No, what me? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that fucker had his Bluetooth headset. And figured I had to get... God damn it. But, uh... Now is a quick interjection where we have to say, um... What, Darren and Ted at gmail.com to be the platinum listener d-a-r-i-n a-n-d-t-e-d at gmail.com still haven't gotten a single email from anybody let alone our person we don't know but uh, gotta got throw it out you know what I'm too fucking tired listen to the last podcast you'll understand all the exciting and fun prizes that you'll win if you actually email us at that email and what Darren since you always come up with it what's our phrase that pays the phrase that pays this week is p.e. uniform p.e. uniform <laughs> and, and what do they win what do they win well let's see we've got what do we already have in the bank we have the what about now Perf- bon jovi cd and uh, the professor plum and card. the professor plum card uh, what do they win what can i win what can we win this week uh you know what since Force Friday, we've talked about it. Force Friday is this week, and I oh will be God. buying more Star Wars stuff that I don't need. I'll throw in a Star Wars item. I don't know what it'll be. Maybe it'll be a, a small three and three wow. quarter inch figure. Maybe it'll be a larger six inch figure, or a ship, a button. I don't know. I've got so much Star Wars stuff, I could just, whatever decides to, you know, tickle my fancy that, I will throw it in. So you will get. A wow. copy of Bon Jovi's What About Now CD. You will get a Professor Plum card that is going to be completely and totally useless to you because you don't have the rest of Clue, but you'll have the Professor Plum card. And you will, and... And you will get a Star Wars item. Wow, nice. 
All right, and now uh, back to our stories. Would you like to uh, interject anything before I go on the really long, like, weaving a tail kind of thing? I do, I do want to cover one little thing. Uh, it, it's something okay. that I found um, particularly pathetic because I know what they're trying to do. I saw what their, their, their attempt was, and the execution was just sad. Um, and, uh-huh. and it brought and it came to my mind because you mentioned shipped earlier. So, my local Walmart, uh, I went in a couple weeks ago, and there was this giant orange tower in the orange front of the store. A giant orange tower in the front of the store, uh, right next to the self checkout things. And on the side of the orange tower was a were the words pickup. And I deduced and checked with an oh. employee there that what online it was ordering. an online ordering that you could order online the items you want. You could go in and you could pick it up. Um, now, for me, that's not such a big deal because I'm the kind of guy that either to or from work, I'll just stop by the, the Walmart if I need something, get it and get out. Not a big deal. I usually go after work. It's late at night. They only have two lines open, but it's usually not too too crowded. It's like 1130 at night. Um, but I thought of my wife, who often likes to stop by after work, and she's got the two kids, and going through Walmart with two little ones can be kind of a pain in the butt. I also know that Walmart is competing with Amazon, and so they're trying to, you know, to do something to make things a little bit easier for people to kind of compete with that whole Amazon model. And so I was thinking, you know what, this is a good idea. I could imagine getting online in the morning or either the night before or the morning of the day before you go to work. Say, oh, I need toilet paper and blah, 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 whatever. Type it in. Go to your job or whatever and then come back and stop by after work. Go in. Scan whatever you need to scan and the thing pops out. Boop. There you go. That would make sense on how it should work this is how it does work <laughs> now that this this story is coming second second because my wife did this so this wasn't my experience it was her experience second hand second hand but so she went ahead and got online and ordered several different items some of them small like soap and syrup because we have kids and they like pancakes and french toast so we go through a lot of we i think we usually use aunt jemima they use a lot of aunt jemima syrup so so um so it was small items like that and then some larger things like dog food cat food uh air filters for our, our air handler uh, you know things a little bit larger so she went ahead and she ordered everything i believe it was on friday and it was not a two-hour turnaround for everything. Some things took several days before they were going to be ready. And one of the things that took till, like, Tuesday to be ready, according to their computer, was the syrup. (laughs) I don't know how syrup is such a hard item to get, unless... (laughs) Especially if you're using just the Aunt Jemima over-the-counter syrup... But apparently that was very difficult for Walmart to go ahead and put in their little orange box. So, an order on Friday was picked up today. So we've got already 
greater greater time frame of turnaround than Amazon. And you still have to leave your house. Well, I mean, a lot of, most people know about how, you know, with the horrible stuff in, in Houston, how, oh, like, the oil refineries were hit were hard and had to shut down. But what a lot of people don't know is that prior to that, not, you know, nothing to do with the storm, but, like, the syrup refineries in Canada had been really hit hard by the eclipse. <laughs> That's it. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a syrup shortage of 17. <laughs> Um, yeah, even considering this is Aunt Jemima, not real maple syrup, I highly doubt it. But! <laughs> How dare you speak that way to my, my beloved aunt. <laughs> so, she goes in, she has the barcode on her phone to scan it or whatever, she goes over there and she scans it, and there's an attendant there, because the tower only holds certain things. It's going to hold the soap, it's going to hold the syrup. It's not going to hold the bigger items, like dog food, cat food. So the attendant has to get those things. That they're not in the tower. So my wife scans it. The attendant's there. She sees what she goes. And then she goes and she marches all the way to the back of the store, into Ooh. the storeroom, to go get the stuff, to therefore bring it all back up there for her to get, then give her the tickets to retrieve the smaller items in the tower so she can be on her way. So not only is it not quicker than Amazon, it's not even more efficient than Amazon. It's not even quicker than just normal Walmart. Not really. No, it is not. (laughs) Considering you had to wait four days for syrup. So... (laughs) So, but in all honesty, how good was that syrup? Well, uh, Aunt Jemima hits the spot, baby. So, (laughs) no, I mean, was was it like limited edition? Uh, It was the taco flavored syrup. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. It was the taco, the original packaging, the taco taco flavored syrup. It was the crystal syrup. Yes, crystal syrup. Oh, transparent syrup. Oh, now you're talking. Boom. You're welcome, Pepsi. Oh, wait, no, way! You're welcome, Aunt Jemima. Sorry, no. Pepsi would do shit. Crystal, crystal syrup. Mm, now we're talking. Everything's better when it's clear. Uh, especially discharges from holes in your body. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You don't want dark discharges. You want clear. Like clearer clear the better. Urine. The clearer the better. Yes. If you ever want to have some fun, go on and Google all the different urine colors. No, let's not. <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, this is a perfect transition to uh, the next topic because uh, my wife was peeing uh, brown or something. She was, she's been having some, uh, some, some gallbladder issues. Ooh. Okay, so now I think it's time we transition to the fun stuff because um, this is going to be a long, um, like we're going to hop from A to B to C in terms of chronologically, but I'm going to... I want to have a little fun with this one. I've been thinking yes, about because, how I want to because, present this. Because nothing says fun like gallbladder problems. But please, continue. Yes. Exactly. You read my mind. But um, I try to think some something a little bit different every time. And so right now I would like to pull a Carlito's Way. And tell me if you understand what that means. You know, I'm not sure I've seen Carlito's Way. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That I, It's one of actually my favorite movies. It's a beautiful movie. I don't know if I've seen it. If I have, I okay. don't recall it. 
Okay, well, you have homework now. Let's go see Carlito's Way. Okay. It's a Pacino movie, but it's like a good Pacino movie. Okay. Okay. It's, uh, I it's know a, Sean Penn's in that a, one. Sean Penn's in that one, correct? Sean Penn, um, John Leguizamo. By the way, another guy here I really love, um, um, Guzman. What is his first name? Uh, Luis, Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman, I absolutely, I love him. He's great. So like this is uh, Penelope Ann Miller. Penelope Ann Miller. Oh yeah, yeah. It is a great movie. Great, Pene- great movie. Penelope Ann Miller of Gun and Betty Lou's handbag fame. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's Penelope Ann Miller of Carlitos. Wait. Yeah, no, that was about as obscure as I could get. Okay, okay. Gun and wow. Betty Lou's handbag. Um, I think she did that movie with the. Uh, it was an HBO movie with Dennis Hopper about magic. What was that one? Harry Potter. Remember that one? <laughs> no, we're talking the nineties here. No, okay. So anyway, so Carlitos Way. So let me, since you haven't seen Carlitos Way, I'll, I'll give a more recent example, but not quite the same. It's like Breaking Bad or even The Walking Dead. What they do is they start out by showing you a scene from halfway to three quarters through, and then they work their way there. And then they work their way there. Yeah. Though Carlito's Carlito's way, it was from the end of the movie. I, since you want to see it, I won't, I won't spoil it for you. Right. But, but um, the, the idea that you get a little teaser, it, it's, it's like there's usually no context. You see a scene, and you're not really sure what's going on. Right. You get no context, and you see it, and then, then you watch the episode, and it works its way back up. So I'm going to do a Carlito's way. And I assume that there's been a hundred, that's been done a hundred times before Carlito's way, but that's just the one I remember. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a common, uh, not a common, but that is a well-used um, trope or whatever. Trope or device, a uh, narrative device. Okay, anyway, so the the wife had her gallbladder removed, had gallbladder surgery, and now we're going to work our way up to it. Okay. Okay, there's a lot of fun. There's at least three parts to this. We're going to start out with, if you remember back... At the last podcast, I talked about how my family, um, my family, most of my family, like, you know, my, on my mom's side, visited my, my mom and my dad and my, my nieces. They all visited, and we did all DC stuff. And then the following week, because my, my, my sister have, has some, some friction with the rest of the family, so um, my sister, she wanted to visit. She visited the following week. So this was, like, the last time we talked... Like, you know, one set of family had visited, but my sister had not yet visited. Okay. So my sister showed up, and so one of the things I was worried about was that she would want to go see the same sites ah. down in D.C. I was like, I was just at the monuments. I was just at the Holocaust Museum. It's like, is she going to drag me to all the same sites down in D.C.? I did not want to do that. Right. And so, okay, so we, we had a great time, and luckily I didn't duplicate, duplicate a single thing. She ended up going to the Holocaust Museum, but that was we were talking about schedules, and I said, "Well, I want a free day, so like you take a day, go down there by yourself." And she did that on her own. Okay. But everything, everything also was cool because I got to do like this whole different set of things with my sister. Um, for example, I'm just trying to name stuff randomly. We went to the the botanical on the grounds of the Capitol. It was the botanical gardens. That was very nice. Okay. Um, one of the last days that she was here, we went out to Fort McHenry. Does that sound familiar at all to you? Yes, I've never seen it, though. So It's in Baltimore, so it's in Baltimore, but it's the fort where was the setting for uh, 
you know, the rocket's red glare where, where uh, Mr. Key, he was Key, in a yes. boat off of, yeah, yeah. Key. I said Mr. Key. He was uh, off in a boat off of the Ford watching the rocket's red glare, and he wrote the, you know, the Star Spangled Banner. That Fort McHenry is a is a cool you know monument that's right outside of uh, Baltimore. So we went there. I'd never been there. I lived in town all these years. Like, okay, finally made it to Fort McHenry. That was cool. Um, and then one of the other cool things we did was we went down to, uh, we had a great day where we went to the International Spy Museum. And then we, we you know, we wandered around D.C. We took the metro. So it's kind of cool. So we're like, from my house, we, I could drive about a half hour. This was an experiment. I'd never done this. I always wanted to do this. Like, maybe if we, I saw a show or something in D.C., but, like, I dri- instead of driving into D.C. and p- parking, D.C. <clears> is a nightmare. It's like, I could drive a half hour south. There's a, a commuter rail. There's a station. It's the metro, but it's, like, the end, end of line for one of the rails of the metro. It's, like, a big commuter station because, like, a giant parking lot. And then I could take the metro, like, a half hour into town. It's like, let's do that. Hey, I took the day off work, and we're an experiment. Okay, whatever. So me and my sister, we, we drove down. We took the commuter rail and straight to downtown D.C., we hung out. We went to a couple of things, a couple of museums, and that was a lot of fun. Um, we we started out with the the, the International Spy Museum. Okay. And uh, for the most part, it was so-so. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, but the thing I wanted to mention about the Spy Museum is that you remember the last podcast how I talked about we were at the Air and Space Museum and I was hungry. And my nieces were like, well, we had a bowl of cereal for breakfast. We're good till dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured out where they got that from. Your sister. Because I'm hanging out with my sister, who is their mother. <laughs> and it's getting around lunchtime. And I'm like, you know, it's around lunchtime. I'm kind of hungry. And she's like, oh, what's talking about? I can eat. I cannot eat. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but this time, I was smart. I took a power bar with me everywhere I went. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but anytime I go to a museum with these clowns, I'm taking a power bar with me in my little knapsack or whatever. <laughs> he, you know, so here's the problem. Is we're at the Spy Museum, and there's signs everywhere that say no eating or drinking in the Spy Museum. And there's security wandering around. And I'm thinking, well, I'm really hungry. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I uh, got to eat. You're trying to sneak food in the spy I museum. Go, no, 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 I had, I already had the museum. I already had the food in the spy museum, because they were, they weren't doing bag searches or right. anything. I had to sneak eating the food in the, in spy, the spy museum, museum. and I thought they of all people would appreciate the <laughs> subterfuge by me sneaking eating <laughs> in the spy museum. And so, and there's like, you know, it's only then that I noticed like the. You, the watchful eye of the security guards at, like at, when I'm trying to like sneak my little fucking power bar. There's a theme here of sneaking food. We'll get to the part two. <laughs> okay. But uh, so I managed to do it. Like I'm hanging out, being all subtle. I'm like I'm not taking the power bar out of my little like bag. I'm like reaching in, breaking off a bite, looking around, shoving a bite in my mouth. You know. <laughs> so like I do that a couple times. Finally, I said fuck it, and I ate the other half of my power bar in the men's room. <laughs> I'm like, I know there's no cameras in here. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure there's no cameras in Unless here. Unless Chuck Berry's running the spy museum, I think you're okay. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. It was actually the Chuck Berry International <laughs> Spy Museum. 
<laughs> oh, it was the oh Chuck Barris Spy Museum. <laughs> oh, shit. Completely different. Completely different. Oh. We're next to the uh, Bill Cosby Espresso Bar. Oh. Oh, sorry. That's right next to the Michael Jackson daycare? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, it. That's enough. Uh. The, uh... I can't think of a... Uh, I can't think of a joke. I'm thinking Polanski. Oh, no. Oh, no let's, the, let's leave. How about the... Let's, let's tap out while we're ahead. Let's tap out while we're ahead. <laughs> I heard the, the Mel we're, done. Wait. we're done. We're done. <laughs> the Mel Gibson synagogue. <laughs> the Mel Gibson Holocaust Museum. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, oh god, what was I talking about? Anyway, so yeah, I ended up sneaking the other half of the the power bar in the in the men's room. But because uh, I didn't, you know, whatever. But uh, just to, you know, okay. So anyway, so I kind of enjoyed the spy museum. Uh, then we ended up, the rest of the day, we ended up at, uh, we took a really cool tour of Ford's Theater. Okay. I'd never been there. I had been next to it many times, because it's right next door to the Hard Rock Cafe oh. in D.C. <laughs> the but, choices so the you make. The- <laughs> yes, exactly. But, uh, I mean, what do you know about Ford's Theater? Uh, Lincoln got shot. Okay, what do you know about Ford's Theater today? Uh... They mark where Lincoln got shot. So it is it is a functioning theater, really? but the basement is a museum, is a Lincoln museum, because it's not dedicated to just the assassination, but his life. Okay. So they wanted to have a positive. So like, yeah. there's this cool museum on the first floor, on the ground floor. Okay. That's dedicated underneath the actual theater. That's dedicated to his life and 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 the assassination. Mm-hmm. And then like the actual theater, and they still have the presidential box that's there. They don't touch that. But like apparently they have actual shows there. But uh, the one cool thing, like like the one really really cool thing, um, about the museum is that is the artifacts that they have there. So if you had to guess what art cool artifacts they have related to Lincoln and or the assassination, what would you guess? Um, I would have to say the pistol, um, maybe the bullets. You know, um, they do. His hat, they have. Hat, you know. They have. They don't have the hat. They have, they have the actual pistol that was used to kill Lincoln. Okay. Because Booth, after he shot Lincoln, he dropped the pistol at some point when he was fleeing. He broke his ankle, didn't he? Jumping down. He did. He broke his ankle. He tussled. He ended up there was there was a a general sitting next to Lincoln, who smelled. He didn't hear. Nobody heard the shot because Booth timed it during laughter, really uproarious laughter. But the guy sitting next to him, the general smelled the shots, the, the whatever, the, the gunpowder, gun and then started, like, fighting with them. Booth stabbed the dude, they wrestled, and the dude, like, th- basically threw him off the balcony. Wow. It's really interesting. And then, so, anyway, so, like, the actual fucking pistol that was used to kill Lincoln is sitting right there, you know, behind glass. Yeah. Ironically, bulletproof glass, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> but uh, How much to lick the, the pistol that killed Lincoln? <laughs> Do what? I said, how much to lick the pistol that killed Lincoln? Well, in that case, I would need a drill first because it's behind <laughs> fucking glass. I don't know if I would get in trouble for licking the glass, but no problem. But uh, you can't touch the pistol. That is a reference for long-time listeners. They'll get that one. Oh, no. no. Long-time listeners. That was last week, wasn't it? Or was that a week before? 
That was last week because I was talking about the <laughs> DC. No, 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 no. Leave the inside jokes on the inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, yes, that was in a prior podcast. Yes. <laughs> you have to dig deep into the library, the vaults, right? <laughs> we got the Disney vault and we got the... What about now What vault? about now vault, yes. <laughs> Nobody's clamoring to get into the... No, no. Nobody's clamoring to the what about now vault. We, we only wish we did Disney numbers. Hell, at this point, we wish we did filmation numbers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody's ever clamored to get into my vault in my life. Well, maybe Jesus. maybe you haven't dressed in your PE uniform or not enough. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. But, uh, so that was cool. And then the only thing worth mentioning is just there was a really, really stupid person next to me asking questions. So I'm that standing there. That is not any way to talk about your sister. <laughs> okay. Granted, no, no, it was not actually my sister standing next to me. Oh, okay. Now, my sister, it's interesting, because my sister is just like some of my nieces. She re- goes through and reads every single line of every single sentence of every single exhibit. <laughs> she does not, she does not play around. Well, that's how you learn she things. She really, man, and that stuff gave me crap, but man, <laughs> my sister, she... Gets her money's worth. And by the way, it's a free ticket to get into the Forest Theater. Sweet! Um, but the stupid lady standing next to me was asking... She didn't understand... Because I... Um, I don't... I don't know... I don't think they had... I don't think they had the bullet there. But they had... I think a... A, a mold or something of the bullet there. Okay. I don't... Honestly, I don't remember. But it, it was basically some representation... Maybe it was a, another bullet they fired from the same gun. Whatever. But they had some some form of the bullet there that to show what a fired bullet looked like. Okay. And and um or what did, what did they have there? No, it was no, it was the other way around. They had an example of a non fired bullet. They had an example of one of the bullets from the gun. And then the stupid lady was confused because she watched something on the history channel. And she said, like, well, the bullet looks completely different than what they dug out, you know, of, of the fired bullet. <laughs> and, like, this, and I knew, I didn't say a word, but the security guard was answering her question. Because he was, he, I was having a conversation with him. He was the one all excited about talking about the gun. I was like, man, can you believe this? There's a piece of history sitting here. And then he was, I imagine if you're a security guard at the, at the Lincoln Memorial, you have an enjoyment. Yeah. You, uh, uh, you're a history buff because he was really excited about talking about this. And I was like, and he was, and he, I could tell he was kind of trying not to roll his eyes. <laughs> like, yes, this lady. If you take a bullet and you fire it, it will look different, and it, it hits something. Yeah, it will look different will... than an unfired bullet because this bullet has smashed into something—the <laughs> skull of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Every once in a while, it is in fact the skull of Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> and so yes, it will look different than an unfired bullet. Yes, and he was going through. He was being very patient. He was like, "Well, first of all, the heat. Second of all, the impact." And I'm like, "Oh my God, yes, okay, yes, whatever." But uh, other than that, I mean, it was just a lovely time. And then there's the other thing. So I had a lovely time with my sister. She ended up, she went like she was she went to a couple uh, baseball games. Okay, that's right. We had a we had a lovely time. I showed her a little bit around downtown Baltimore. Um, most of the time it was DC. She ended up because of the rain, the torrential rain. She, she was supposed to. It was a Friday, and she was supposed to spend half a day in the Holocaust Museum, and then go to a. This was her. This was my day off, and then she was supposed to spend the evening at 
the the Nationals game, and then I was gonna go down there and pick her up. When she got out, we were gonna go do like Midnight Monuments, cause like it's cool. They usually keep it lighted, but we were gonna do like Hey Midnight Monuments, and we were it was the game was rained out, and she was rained out, and she was actually stuck at the Holocaust Memorial all day. On the one hand, she she saw everything. She didn't run out of stuff to do because she reads every single exhibit, and there's a lot of stuff there. On the other hand, like, she didn't eat all day. Okay. Because she was there, and there's no food at the Holocaust Museum. And she, but, like, apparently she didn't give a shit just to not eat all day, because that's her, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, anyway, so that was fun. So, um, that was, phase, you know, phase one of the story, is my sister came to visit, and then she left on a Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, whatever, and a couple days prior to that, every day, Steph had been, like, having stomach trouble. And even the, she had been, like, waking up with pain in the middle of the night. One night, or, or waking up vomiting in the middle of the night. And, like, one time I didn't know about it. She just told me about it the next day. The other, another day, like, she, I woke up and I talked to her for a little bit, like, you know, see what's going on. She's having all these symptoms. We didn't know what was going on. And so... The third or fourth day or whatever rolls around and she wakes up and granted the timing was purely shitty because my sister had just left that day so it would have been very helpful to have my sister there like the day my sister leaves that night slash following morning my, my wife wakes up with these horrible pains and she can't breathe we don't know what's going on we had to go to the emergency room not only that we had to call 911 to have an ambulance come and take her to the emergency room. Wow. Because we didn't know what was going on. She was having a heart attack or whatever. And, you know, a little bit scary. And it's I have a cloudy head anyways because it was 4 in the morning. And that was the perfect time to realize that when you dial 911 on the latest Android phone, it somehow gives you... You know, you call and you talk to the lovely dispatcher, and they figure out that the person's like not horribly dying or whatever. So like, they sent the ambulance. They didn't use a siren, but like, all of a sudden, my phone has this message that I never saw before, and like, I could, I didn't understand. I was tired. I was like, and it was like, it was like, do you want to do such and such with the emergency dialer? And I, and I'm like, I don't know the fucking answer to this. Where's the answer? It's like yes, no, and it's four in the morning. And I just called a fucking ambulance. I don't know what the fucking answer on this question is. <laughs> Regarding the emergency dialer on my Android phone. Oh, boy. It's like some type of shortcut so, set up or something. I don't know what it was asking me. So I was like, what should I do? I mean, should I just flush my phone down the toilet and be done with it? <laughs> I know. It's called restart. No, I don't. I better... <laughs> Jesus. But then the, it's, it's like, I couldn't answer the simple question. It's like, they're asking me, it's four in the morning, and I'm mildly panicking. Like, what's your wife's birthday? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you my birthday, uh, whatever. Just, what, what, why, why do you want to know? Just, just come, just come help us. My wife's having some sort of a breathing attack. Okay, then it's a whole complicated thing because we have a baby, and my wife... You know, it's like, they have, I can't go with her, right? Because I, I have to go, like, get the baby. Yeah. 
and get dressed. And thing, I have like weird panic attacks, like have nothing to do with a normal sane person. Right. My like my nightmares and my panic attacks. I swear to God, I have nightmares, like night sweat nightmares, where I wake up because like I'm taking a test, and then like I'm not finished, and then the time is up. Or like I'm walking along and I drop a big pile of papers and then the wind is blowing them and I can't pick up. They, I have, these are like like neurotic nightmares that I have. Or like I have to pack real fast because I have to leave. Right. Oh my God! There's an emergency. You have to, you have to gather for shit and go like ah. Like I ha- like I actually have nightmares like at night. Not being prepared. wake up. Huh? Not being prepared right. or like like I'm running out of time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to do. Like I have to like very quickly get my shit together. Not only, but, like, and I have, like, the shortcut. So I'm a crazy person. When I leave the house, I have a mental checklist. And, like, with a baby or getting ready for work, it's, like, a long mental checklist. But, like, at some point in my head, I was, like, I need to come up with the emergency checklist. Who gives a shit if I don't have my sunglasses or whatever? The emergency checklist is keys, wallet, phone. Boom. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And then if if it's kid, it's, like, there's a few more things. It's, like... Do I have the kid? Does she have shoes on? I don't give a shit if she's in her pajamas. Grab the diaper bag. And then it's like, if I want a lottie die, it's like, um, go through the, ch- the short checklist. Like, is there fucking diapers in there? And is the recorder still recording? <laughs> yes. Okay, see, I had to work one of those jokes in. But um, it's like, you know, it's just like, it's, so like, my wife is... In an ambulance on the way to the hospital with an unknown ailment. And I have to, like, go up, wake my daughter up. Like, it's okay, baby. Grab the diaper bag. Grab my, like, and, like, I'm just, like, throwing on clothes and whatever. I don't care if my shoes match or whatever. You know? Get the baby into the car seat. Drive to the hospital. And, uh, and then it's, like, the waiting game. And it's, like, what was that? Um, so it was Okay. Okay. It wasn't. It was a gallbladder attack. Um, they take her. You know, they check her out. Like she can, she's having trouble breathing. But you know, she's stable and everything. They, we didn't know what it was. They f- quickly figured out it was something that was not a heart attack, and she was stable, whatever. And she's hanging out there, and it's a real pain in the ass because like it's it's four or five in the morning, and first of all, you're normally not allowed to take kids back into the ER room, right? And I can't can't leave my kid, so it's like. They made an exception for me, like, cause like I, I guess they're worried about like giving my kid diseases right, or something, right. you know, weakened immune system. But like there was nobody there, and I'm like, all right, we'll make an exception for you to go back and see the wife, and so take her back there, and everything's cool, whatever. Okay. So you know, but we're back there, and they figure out it's her gallbladder. I don't know if they did they did a quick like a quick X-ray or whatever. Gallstone. It's gallstones, right? And they're like, well, it's your gallbladder. It's inflamed right. your gallbladder attack. At this point, you have a couple choices. It's like, well, this is this is not life-threatening. You could either get it removed immediately. You could wait a couple days. You could, and, you know, schedule it so that it's not a total upheaval in your life. And, okay, now, keep in mind that this is like a Wednesday morning. And we have tickets to the Roger Waters show Friday night. <laughs> and I swear to God, the, the lady came in and she was a physician. She was a surgical PA, physician's assistant. Right. And she said, she gave the options. And I said, which 
one of those options that allows us to see the Roger Waters show on Friday. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, damn, you got tickets to Roger Waters? And I was like, well, if your wife doesn't go, can I? If you don't go, can I have your tickets? <laughs> okay, the, so the good news is that we chose the option. So that well, yeah, no, back it, back it up sh- for a second. How, oh, okay, how, did, okay, how yeah. did the physician's assistant look? <laughs> um, she was attractive, but married. Oh, yeah, well, you're married, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But she, she clearly, she, what she said was, she, she wasn't asking if she could go with me. She was asking if her, hus- her and her husband could have the tickets. Oh, yeah, screw that. <laughs> exactly. I was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, we talked it over. I was like, I swear, this has nothing to do with the concert. Let's make a decision. And it was no big deal because Steph wanted to, like, arrange things, like, so that we could, you know, for, you know get relatives to come into town and help out and stuff. And we could do the surgery and not be caught off guard. You know, plan, it could be, be planned. And we could, pl- you know, plan, you know, planning, whatever. And, um... Not at five in the morning, and with somebody to watch our kid or help help me with the kid. You know, right, right. Go to the doctor, plan it out, figure out the recovery, whatever. Take off of work, um, in a timely manner. You know, so it was it was cool, right? Because basically all we had to do was control the pain. She had attack, but the thing that was like causing the shortness of breath was um, basically the pain. So she wasn't really, you know, she w- wasn't really in danger of like. I guess it could have gotten more infected or whatever. But so it's like, okay, we can control it with some pain meds and schedule it. Everything was cool. So that brings us to, I think, we're now to phase three, which is the Roger Waters concert. <laughs> and there's a couple things I want to talk about the Roger Waters concert. So anything to add while, I, while we take a, a moment to pause? No, and, uh, no, go for it. Okay, but uh, let me just take a look at my notes here. Uh, let's see. Uh, la-dee-da. Waters concert. Um, so it was cool. So, again, went to... What did we do? I can't remember. I don't think we took the metro. Then we drove down there. Of course, I got parking ahead of time. You know, because I pre-planned that shit. Okay, of course. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see... So, first things first, when we got there, um, I bought some cookies. So, I wasn't sure if I could take food in or not. You usually cannot. So, usually, okay, but, like, what we did was, I was like, well, I just, no big deal, I'll just, they're not going to find them, I'm just going to put them in my pocket. So, we went to this one, um, there's, like, a, it's a chain of, like, gelato restaurants that has, like, really bad coffee and apparently really bad cookies. So, I got a couple cookies. And I'm trying, I'm trying, what I'm doing is I'm trying to smuggle cookies into the Roger Waters show. Now, I'm the only person who's trying to smuggle something into the show that is not drugs. <laughs> and I'm the only person that gets caught. Really? They caught you with cookies? So, the common theme here of, because you've been to a Roger Waters show with me, and the common theme here is that I get into an argument with the security people at a Roger Waters show. <laughs> So first of all, I get these two cookies, and they're not normal fucking cookies. They're fancy, yuppie, cocksucker, big, giant cookies that you can't hide in the pocket of a cargo short. Right. So I have this giant bag of, of like, round cookies 
two round cookies in my pocket. And I go, that's no big deal, whatever. And I go in, take your phone or whatever. And they're like, what's that in your pocket? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I tried to bullshit my way through. I tried to lie my way through. Why didn't you just say cookies? Like, <laughs> I did. I said, well, they're cookies. You can't take those in there. Well, because they're going to make it. She knew there was something in my pocket. She was going to go through it. She was going to. She was going to make me take it out or stick her hand or whatever. I did. I said, they're cookies. She's like, you can't take that in here. Then I went to phase two, which was, I said, they're my medicine. I'm hypoglycemic. <laughs> and, and then I started, okay, so like, then comes to the point of when you, when you lie about something, to succeed in a lie, you have to have background information. For example, if she were to ask me, if she was knowledgeable, let's say she was trying to, somebody else was trying to test me, like a doctor or something, have been like, oh, you're hypoglycemic. Well, what's your number? What's your sugar number? Or something like that. A hypoglycemic person would know to ask something <coughs> stupid. Like, if you're curious about, if you're, if you're worried about your blood sugar level, you would know, like, what a good number is and a bad number. It's funny, like, it's like, oh, if, you, if you're worried about sugar level, what's your, what's your good, you know, what's your sugar number? Like, and so like, later I looked it up, like, 100 is, is the number that's not too high or not too low, whatever the fuck that means. Right. But, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, and I'm thinking in my head, like, shit, if she keeps questioning me. Like, luckily, I'm going to, like, run into, like, a doctor who in her spare time, like, runs security at the, yeah. the Verizon Center <laughs> in Washington, D.C. Luckily, she did not ask me that. But she just didn't give a shit. She was like, you can't take the fucking cookies in here. I'm like, <sighs> whatever. So then what would the, the, the normal sane person do when that happens? Normal sane person would probably throw them away. What you did is you stood there and you ate them in front of her. <laughs> exactly. I tried to shove the biggest bite possible in my mouth. I'm like, I'm taking some of this fucking cookie I would, with me. I would have stood there right in line holding everybody up and eating the whole thing too. <laughs> Both of them. I didn't want... I would have... I would have, too. I would like, oh, I can't eat oh all this. God. You want some? No, you can't have any. And eat more. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I took this gigantic bite of cookie, and I quickly discovered it wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't worth the effort, because the cookie was not that good. You are lucky that this cookie sucks, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I go to that gelato place all the time, and you know what? Everything but the gelato sucks. <laughs> the coffee sucks. The cookies suck. And so, like, whatever. So, like, I threw the cookies away. I go through. I'm like, whatever. Like, every time I go to Roger Waters, I get into an argument with the security people. Uh, and now, it, again, I get there, and it was a beautiful show. I don't know how much... Can I really describe it? Because, like, there's this one part of the show that I want to describe, but, it, like, I can't, like, not describe part of the show... In, Without you know, to tell my story, okay. Uh, Are you gonna ever go to the Roger Waters concert love, for the next? I would love to, but I know I'm not getting around this this time. So feel free to. Uh, there's no need to okay. worry about spoilers. Okay, spoiler alert to our listeners: If you have tickets to a future Roger Waters show, go fuck go yourself because I don't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Follow Darren's advice. Um. And when you go fuck yourself, that can be with or without your high school PE uniform. <laughs> anyway, so we got there, and there were shitty, shitty, shitty seats. They could have been worse because they were not behind the stage, but they were side, like right on the side of the stage, the top level of the arena. And my wife felt really bad because this was like a, a Father's Day present. Okay. And uh, she felt really guilty. She kept apologizing. Like, I did not know these seats were so bad. 
And like, well, did you uh, like look at the map? You know, you can look at when you buy the tickets. You can look at the map of the arena and see when you're buying the tickets. <laughs> it didn't even bother me that they were that high. It's just that they were so far to the side. Right. And again, the, the really the only problem was that the the video. So obviously, wherever you are, you can hear the concert. The only real problem was that because we were so high, right where we were, the the video of uh, you know, Roger, Wa- Roger Water Show is an, is, is an audio visual experience. There's this beautiful, it's, it's like effects in a video screen, and the one of the giant speakers was obstructing half of the speaker behind them. So I was kind of bummed about that. But great show, two, two halves. And um, the cool thing about the second half was that at the end of intermission, all of a sudden, you hear these. This, it's like it's like a, what a World War II su- a submarine. Um, the sound that sound effect, right? Like if like it goes, yeah, you know, it was like a, aroo, aroo, oh, yeah. you know, one uh-huh. of those. Yep. And all of a sudden, this thing started to come down from the ceiling, and I wasn't sure what it was. <laughs> and then the screen started to come up, and it was, it was a gigantic screen. That was a side view screen. Okay. That you could only see from the sides of the arena. In fact, if I had been in the back, I would not have been able to see the screen. It was this gigantic, ran the whole length of the floor, this side view screen. And if you're familiar with, are you familiar with the cover of the Pink Floyd animal, uh, album, Animal? Yeah. It, what does it have on the cover? What's the album art? Uh, that's, is that the one with, um, that's not the one with the pigs, is it? It is, but it's the power station. Okay, yeah. It's the gigantic... I don't know if that's on the cover or if that's in the insert. Right. But it's a gigantic picture of the battery something, battery C, C battery, whatever, power station with a little inflatable pig floating above it. And the screen with the projection turned into... By the way, and there were smokestacks. There were real pretend smokestacks with smoke coming out of it. It was the fucking power station okay okay you know because you know with the projections it looked just like and then i'm like and i realized where we were sitting we then had the good seats you had the good seats huh we now at that point we had the good seats because i could see them the side and it was, it's one of those amazing things like you go to roger you've seen it it's like you see these this is the video and the effects and you're like holy shit right <laughs> yeah yeah and uh the second song because that was they did the first two songs from animals and the, they did dogs. Okay. And then the second song was Pigs. And it was all about Trump. And it was beautiful. Oh, really? And he was his face on the floating pig. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was awesome. He turned he turned the song Pigs into a song all about Trump. That's awesome. <laughs> it was. It was beautiful. And it was the most emotional. And I mean, obviously, if you were a Trump supporter, you probably would have been, you know, taking a whiz at that point. But, but you know what? They can... It was great. Yeah. yeah. You know, it... it I I noticed that at the U two concert, a um, couple of Trump fans uh, carried on at a couple of points, and I think they even left early and stuff like that. And my thinking was, U two has never divorced themselves from their politics, from yeah. their first album to now. And if you're at a U two concert and you don't have at least some grasp of what the politics of you two are and the fact that they do work that into their art 
then you don't deserve to be at a U2 concert. You really don't. And mm-hmm. and people who got upset at that, I'm like, what what did you what did you really fucking expect? <laughs> this this is a this is a a left leaning always has been uh, band that has not shied away from voicing their 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 political positions on things and and for you to be outraged because they said something negative about Trump or something that you didn't agree with it's just kind of silly yeah so if you were at a, a Roger Waters concert and you were shocked by his political statement you know what. Just stay fucking home. Just, just <laughs> now. Just uh, go, that, just that, go to, that brings just, me to the next subject. Just go to the Toby Keith concert and call it a day. You know, just don't, don't, don't be there. So I just want to talk for a second about Roger Waters because he is, uh, he is very much anti. Have you call it anti-Israel? Yeah, you can say it's anti-Israel because the, the, the was it the uh, BDS movement? Yeah, I've I've heard. He's gotten. I don't. Is he anti-Israel or is he more pro-Palestine? I mean, well, he's anti. He he doesn't. I think he believes in a two-state solution. Right. Right. But he's really anti the way the Palestinians are being treated by Israel. He calls it like a modern-day apartheid. It's, he's like basically the only famous person. It's like boycott, divest, and sanction BDS, meaning like you know, don't divest of all you know investments, um, boycott performing there and he is like pretty much the only really famous person right and uh then the, it's, it's thrown about that he's like you know he's an anti-semite he's like i'm not an anti-semite i'm just anti what's going on in israel right and uh, and then you know and it's like it and it troubles me and i like you know i read about it and it's like trying to understand his viewpoint and obviously he's has a history of being anti-war mm-hmm. and um and i don't necessarily equate anti-israel with anti-jew right I think there can be a separate stance on the two things. Uh, so, and then I'm looking into, it and I'm like, I'm looking. I, for I, I don't, I don't consider thing. myself anti-Semite at all, but I'm not a big fan of Netanyahu at all, at all. Yeah. So, you know, at the same time, are you like, if you were like, well, let's boycott Israel and like remove fun, um, economic aid and like, right? I don't actually, no, I actually, don't have a strong opinion either way. I mean. Um, you know, I'm not to his level of boycott the best, but I mean, you know, I think something has to change. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big on boycotts normally anyway, so, but. But, uh, so I'm like, I'm looking for anything. You know, I'm like, I, I don't want to boycott, I don't want to boycott the boycotter. I'm looking up and I'm like, Googling, I, I found some Facebook posts from him from a couple years ago, and it was, Boom! Jewish grandsons. <laughs> Roger Waters has two Jewish grandsons. Yeah, but so does Trump. So I mean, or Trump has <laughs> Jewish grandkids. So that doesn't necessarily, but you know. I I don't necessarily think that, but at the same time, I guess it's like, could you, can you hate the Jews and still love your grandkids? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Trump has Jews in his administration. Apparently, Roger Waters has no, many but, Jewish no, friends. Trump Trump has Jews in his family. Kushner, Jared Kushner is Jewish. Yeah, but you don't necessarily get to choose that. But like all his, a lot, a lot of Jewish advisors. Um, no, apparently, no, but his but Roy, that, Roy Cohn was a mentor. You didn't know Roy Cohn was a mentor to Trump in the seventies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so again, it's like, 
Look, I'm looking for any excuse. I'm giving Roger Waters a pass. I, yeah, I, I and again, I I don't necessarily think that being anti the way Israel is conducting business with its Palestinian neighbors is, makes you necessarily anti-Semitic. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know his full stance on the, on the situation. And I, but I don't. I I think you can. I think there are there. Are, I think there are a lot of areas of gray that we don't normally like to tread in. You know, it's either you support yeah. Israel or you're an anti-Semite. You know, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I don't do that. So. I don't do that at all. But, uh, but that's it. So uh, uh, I just want to wrap things up with the, the final thing of the story, which was, you know, we went to the concert and the actual surgery. So, you know, fast forward, whatever, a week or two, we have the actual surgery and you know it's just, it's stressful. She's still having the attacks in the middle of the night, or, or not actually not in the middle of the night because we we controlled it with the pain meds. But uh, so we had the actual surgery, and so just the surgery itself was stressful, but funny because so the setup here is I guess this brings me to like a couple topics, but like um so like among my many neuroses is that I'm freaked out of all these like the MRSA, you know these these resistant antibiotic resistant um, bacteria, MRSA, right? right. Methicillin resistant, staph like the was it staphylococcus? Yeah, staphylococcus. It's, yeah. it's 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 staph infection. Yeah, staphylococcus aureus, whatever. But uh, so so I'm freaking out about in hospital being in hospital, and then at the same time I, I have like really bad acne. I don't know if it's the stress, whatever, but, like, my face is just breaking out, like, crazy. And, I, you know, I'm, like, a, I'm a pimple popper, but, like, I can't, like, I, I, have, I can't leave these goddamn face pimples alone. I'm like, look, I'm going to a hospital tomorrow. I am not touching my pimples. For <laughs> That's my, yeah. my promise to myself. I can't be in the hospital bathroom trying to pop a fucking pimple. <laughs> like, God knows what's on my hand. Right. And so we get there, and I'm hanging out. And I'm like, oh look, they have Wi-Fi here. I'm making all, I'm just making all kinds of jokes. Don't worry, I'm like, my wife likes that; it makes her at ease. But like, I'm, there's Wi-Fi there. I'm like, joke. I'm like, yeah, the Wi-Fi password's MRSA, right? And uh, so we get there, and we're sitting, we're sitting there, we're waiting for them to call our name, or no, they're waiting for us. You know, we're waiting. They're supposed to call us, sitting in the waiting room, so that they'll take her to pre-op. They, they're called. And the first thing they say out loud, they go, "Mersa, Mersa, uh, I'm looking for Mersa." What? And I'm, and I'm freaking out because I thought they were calling. And then a guy, an old guy, starts walking. He's like, "Yeah, right here, Mersa." <laughs> and I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, "Great, that guy has Mersa." I'm making all those jokes about Mersa because I fucking hate Mersa. And that guy has Mersa. They're going. It turns out his name was Mercer. Mercer. <laughs> he was he, he, that, that was Mr. Mercer. I'm like, what the fuck? Because I'm like, they can't do that. That violates HIPAA. Talk about ailments. <laughs> yes. You can't. I'm like, he's like, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah. I'm Mr. Mercer. I'm like, holy shit. They were just calling his name. Well, thank God he didn't stick around for the next patient, super gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like a Dave. I was like, who's next? Dave Herpes. <laughs> Samuel Super Gonorrhea. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, I'm dealing with that shit. And then just to wrap shit up, um, to bring it bring it around to 
hey, I wa- I didn't finish Glow, but I watched I've watched like half a season of Glow, because I watched I watched about half a season of Glow in the waiting room for the hospital, and I watched it on my phone. Nice. I am not one of those people who watch TV and watch movies when they're on their fucking phone. It's very limited circumstances. I watched the movie Sausage Party <laughs> on my phone on an airplane. Nice. And, and like, I was really embarrassed for, like, the last five minutes because it was, like... <laughs> the it's orgy? A, it's a food... <laughs> it's a food orgy. I was, like, embarrassed, like, covering it up. I'm, like... And, and I watched half a season of Glow on my phone <laughs> in the waiting room. And, like... I really am not this person, but yeah, it's something. It's like as long as it's, you're not watching something for the visual effects, it's okay. It's yeah. passable. I'm not old enough; I, I can still see. Yeah. It's a love. It's a lovely phone. You don't want to watch lovely, Rogue One screen. on it or the next uh, Marvel movie, yeah. but exactly. exactly. But yeah, it's fine it's for the inter- the comedy yeah. value to watch. But that's it. And then she so she had her surgery, and then uh, uh, that's it. And she's doing fine. Good. No Good. coverage. She, uh, yeah, about recovered, and everything's cool. And that's, that's like the big long story about what I've been up to the past month. Or <laughs> one thing to another to another to another. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I, actually, I left out one thing. We had a little side trip. Like, so she was stable enough that we actually took a trip, like a weekend trip to Jersey. And uh, that was uneventful. Just It's like visiting the mother-in-law, and um, it's Jersey. It's like completely uninteresting, <laughs> especially visiting the mother-in-law. But one one little thing happened I wanted to mention. What's that? Um, um, it was, I guess it was Sunday morning. And we're Jews, and so it's like, you know, bagels and cream cheese and lox, whatever. And uh, so I, I, she sent me out for a couple errands. We had to go get some, so there's a pool, my, my mother-in-law, there's a community pool. It's like, oh, we're going to take the baby swimming. It's like, oh, we need to, okay, go out, go to Target get some swim diapers, get some cream cheese, and on the way back, stop at the bagel place, and I'm telling you, the bagel joint on a Sunday in New Jersey is hot. <laughs> but it didn't really occur to me afterwards that I left Target that what I bought at at Target, I bought exactly two things. I bought diapers, and I bought cream cheese. Now, being a parent, I would have to guess that you're familiar with Desitin? Yes, yes, I am. Desitin is a thick white cream uh-huh. that you put that you put on your on your baby's ass uh-huh. to prevent diaper rash, whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking that if if a parent, a parent, or maybe the cashier had the cashier been a parent or somebody had seen it, they might have questioned what I was doing, <laughs> thinking that perhaps I was buying the wrong thing for my child's ass. And like, my wife sent me out for diapers and ass cream. And I'm like, yeah, cream cheese. I got cream cheese. It's the white cream, oh, right? every time she gets a diaper change, she needs a little schmear. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, no, honey, they were out of desitin. We use... So we use, uh, uh, I got cream cheese. We use Boudreaux's butt paste in our, in our, our household. So <laughs> we're Boudreaux's butt paste. Right, is that a joke or are you serious? No, it? seriously, that's, it's another diaper rash cream. It's called Boudreaux's it, butt paste. Is it... Oh, my God. Is it white? Uh, it's, it's a little off-white. It's almost like, a, almost like an almond color. But it, 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 it spreads huh. clear. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, like, leave the baby's butt, like... Huh. I mean, because basically, for people who don't know, it's zinc oxide. It's it's a thick yeah. white cream yeah. that it's like for for on your baby's ass that you for stops the diaper. But next time you go, take a look in that same aisle. You'll probably see Boudreaux's butt paste. So, 
Are you talking about the cream cheese aisle or the yes, yes? Yes, I think I Boudreaux's butt paste and an everything bagel <laughs> is what you need this Sunday. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> nothing be nothing says Sunday brunch like poison control. <laughs> Call the poison control. I I only wonder if my phone has some bullshit question. To ask me if I dial poison control. <laughs> Did you really want cream cheese in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I know you're you're you poison yourself and you're about to pass out, but please answer this question that you've never that you've never seen on your fucking Android phone before. Radar app. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, how'd you like our nine one one dialer? Anyways, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then really, the, the, honestly, I'm tr- I'm trying to put a positive spin on New Jersey, but like, uh, when we got we had takeout dinner on Friday, I'm like trying to figure out what to take out, and I was like, hey, I guess I'm an idiot because we're in New Jersey. You, you get Italian food. There's an Italian restaurant right across the street from her development, and uh, you know it's New Jersey. They got they have good Italian food. <laughs> I guess the positive about New Jersey is Christie won't be governor there for much longer. That's positive. I mean, I don't give a shit. I don't live there. I just visit every once in a while. Yeah, I, I just don't like to see bad people continue to do important things. Yeah, yeah, the whole beach thing. Yeah, like, hey, look, we got the beach all to ourselves. That guy's a bad person. Simple as that. But uh, did you hear about why supposedly he got uh, he became uh, persona non grata uh, as far as the Trump. Do you know that story? Was it something about handling his cell phone or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. He wanted Obama to call, but then Christie dared to ha- to use his own phone. It's like, here, talk to Obama on my phone. He's like, why would you have him call my phone? Because I guess Trump's a germaphobe. That was enough to get you outed. Because <laughs> that's rational. Well, uh, I think rational was... Uh was out the window long ago <laughs> yeah. but uh, anyway so that's it so like that's all my stories and uh yeah whatever trip to fucking new jersey delicious italian food and uh, anyways came back had the surgery it's really weird because my wife a week later actually had another attack oh wow and they could not figure out what it was we went back to we oh yeah did i mention we went to the emergency room again no no <laughs> it, it was it we did it was not it was in the middle of the night. It was actually, this time it was 5 in the morning. Actually, no, we, she woke up at 5 in the morning. She had the pain meds. We're like, well, it's another attack, so we should control it with pain meds. She took the pain meds. And then, like, the next morning around 8 or 9, we went back to the ER. We, well, we called the doctor, and the doctor's like, you can either just get tests, and they'll take 3 to 5 days, or you can go to the ER, and we'll get all the tests done this morning. And so we went back to we drove back to the ER, had the test. They couldn't and they couldn't find sh- anything. Wow. The theory was is that she had one more gallstone and then she passed it. Huh. One last, huh? A straggler. Yeah, one last hurrah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, a little stressful, but uh, and that was like last Wednesday. And then other than that, just oh, whatever. That's it. Just I've been. It's a parade of relatives visiting. You know, sisters coming to help out, which is great. And um, just a minor incident with the, well, this is the real end, because i got to get to bed. But, uh, but like on the last day, the second to last day that Jen was here, we, we transitioned my daughter from a crib to a bed. 
We had to do it because there was like construction involved, right? You know, assembly and disassembly involved, and Jen was leaving the next day, and my wife can't. You know, Post surgery, could not do any of that lifting right. or anything right. construction assembly, and so like it, that same day, that was the ER day. I think pretty sure that was the ER day. That evening, we're like you know, doing crib assembly and disassembly. So, so we bought this um, um, a crib, but like you could. And we bought the rails so you could like take it apart and reassemble it as a as a, a toddler bed, right? Mm-hmm. And the only thing you need to do is buy a, get get a mattress. So it's like so it's like okay, we have a toddler bed. We ha- well, we have the crib. We have the rails. We have this mattress in the garage that we've had sitting in there for ages. It's a queen. And so like well there you go. We, we're going over the twenty seven options. Like look, let's just convert the crib into a bed. And then we'll use the mattress in the garage. I'm like, um, honey, we have a queen mattress. Are you sure that the <laughs> rails are for a queen? He's like, yes, of course. Absolutely. I know for a fact that it takes a queen. Oh, like, no, okay. it don't. <laughs> Guess how this story ends. Go upstairs, disassemble the crib, reassemble it with the rail so that it's now a bed, sands, mattress, and box spring. Go downstairs. Drag the mat, the mattress. Oh, we started with the box ring at the lighter. I'm like, let's just do the box ring, because we we wanted to see how the room looked, like with the new configuration. Haul the box ring upstairs, trying not to break shit, knock over the stuff that's on the walls and stuff. Get the box ring upstairs. I'm like, this box ring doesn't fit this bed. It's a full size. Uh, honey. Really? They've, I, they lied to me. They've been lying to me for two years. Or I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, she thought she had a queen. Bit. So guess what? Guess what we did after that? Take the box string, haul it back downstairs. Uh-huh. Re- reassemble the crib. <laughs> it reminds me of when, uh, when uh, my wife was uh, pregnant with our first. I bought that, that, that first crib and used it for both children. I bought that crib and... That night, I sat there in that living room, and I spent the whole couple hours assembling that thing, reading the instructions, going through it, one piece at a time, making sure, making sure it's sturdy. Of course, you check everything like 18 times because you're afraid that you're going to put your baby in it yeah. for the first time. It's all going to fall apart. Your baby's going to die. You know, So you want to make sure it's yeah. nice and sturdy. And I was thoroughly exactly. happy with how sturdy it was and how how well put together it was, and I had complete and total confidence in that 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 crib and then i took it down the hallway and then realized it would not fit into the bedroom door <laughs> oh yeah the old assembly <laughs> assembly first so problem. yeah we hold you gotta we assemble have to it do a room. partial disassemble now so that i can put it into the bedroom to reassemble holy shit yeah oh yeah, my god that was, uh, oh my god that was fun <laughs> uh Holy shit! This is my life. So now we're caught up, and uh, man, what else? That's like everything. Yeah, that's like everything. I'm out, man. <laughs> but that's uh, good. I think we've we've uh, we've covered quite a bit tonight. Done about two and a half hours. I think that's uh, that's a plenty for the podcast. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll last this. Uh, so w- that's it. We still recording? Yes, I mean, yes. Because it's pointless to ask so at the end. Let's, let's, but, let's uh, go. Let's go over what has this uh, podcast been brought to you by this week? It's been brought to you by Taco Flavored Doritos. 
by uh, Desitin uh-huh. on your bagel. Or, or Boudreaux by Pace, whichever. Uh, <laughs> exactly. From brought to you by PE Uniforms. Shitty cookies Shit. from Shitty. the uh, gelato Shitty place. And uh, Donald Trump's face on a pig. Wow. Yeah. Is that it? We talked about so much oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, we got it all. Force Friday and Fantasy Football. That's also what it's been brought to you by. So, And, in case you forgot, fuck the Falcons. Fuck the Falcons. But go Devontae Parker, because that's the Dolphin I have on my team this year. So, go Devontae Parker. Are you... Yes, absolutely. Yes. And also, you can root... Uh, I guess I guess technically you can root for your your Falcons player as long as they lose. Yeah, like I said, they could the Falcons could lose every game ninety nine to ninety eight as long as uh, the Julio Jones is scoring. I'm all right. <laughs> so I'm a fan of him, mm. not the Falcons. So taco flavored Doritos. Yeah. I know it's supposed it's bad like uh, eating before bed, but uh, now you want some Doritos. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, again, man. once again, uh, listener, uh, listener of the week, listener of our only listener. Uh, phrase that phrase pays. that pays is PE uniform. PE uniform. uniform. You will get. And that's it. And uh, we'll figure out if there's any. Did we have any arguments this week? To I don't award think we. I don't think we. Darren versus Team Dead. I don't think we have any fact checking going on this week. I, I didn't. I didn't hear any points of contention. So. Um, I'm going to say okay, this. Okay, so once again, the, the score is tied. The score is tied, yeah. We're, we're uh, equally inaccurate, so. <laughs> All right. So, um, I think we're okay for another week or another uh, podcast, so. Awesome. So, until then, you want to uh, give out the, Darren, the email one more time? Yep. Give it. Absolutely. Darren and Ted at gmail.com. That's D A R I N A N D T E D at gmail.com. And for God's sakes, just somebody email me. I don't even give a shit if you know me. Just email me to let me know that the email is working. Yeah, just I, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to email you just to make sure you know. No, I don't. I don't want an email from you. I want an email from somebody else. <laughs> Get your and I, your wife. I don't know. Just uh, somebody. Somebody. No, I don't want somebody to email me. Oh my God. I mean, like we're fat. We're fast approaching a milestone on Castbox. We're approaching. A hundred listeners. You know what? I think there. I know a Nigerian prince that would be happy to email you. <laughs> oh, god damn it! If he has the phrase of hey. pays, he's gonna be on this. There you go. And again, we will. God we've got the, the 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 prize. The prize box is filling up. I'm just gonna keep adding to it. You know, so somebody. Holy shit! I'm gonna keep adding to it. Every podcast, we're gonna add something else. So. Some of them may be good, like a Star Wars item. Some of them may be a Professor Plum card. You never know, but, you know. But it might be a Jar Jar one, so, you know. Who knows? Jar Jar's popular these days. I'll probably... Seriously? Yeah. I probably have something that... uh, I'm sure I've got something lying around here. So, don't you worry. You'll get something. So. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Darren. And I am Ted, and this has been... Another episode of What About Now. What About Now. Good night, everybody.